You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You fucking with an Iron Empire. Harder than shells from a piece when I fire. Harder than hell. Feel the heat through the wire. You guys might be wondering what you just heard. That was Blake Selby doing our little uh, Iron Empire Radio rap. And uh, you're going to hear an updated version next week once I send him the uh, sound bites that he was wanting. PJ, uh, you like Blake's rap? Yes, he's good. He's very good at what he does. Uh, so this is number 14, PJ, and we are one week away from leaving for the Arnold Sports Festival, as they call it now, or the Arnold Classic, as uh, OGs like myself and you call it. Yeah, it'll always be the Arnold Classic to me. Yeah, it's gotten so fucking big, sorry, Isaac, that it does really, it is like a festival now. It's, I mean, that is a pretty accurate name for the thing, but in reality, we go for the Arnold Classic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We go for the Arnold Classic. Yeah. Uh, man, you've had a busy week, dude. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's happened for you up in California. I guess good things are happening in California, right? Oh man, I, I'm tired. I'm actually so tired that uh, I finally got a break today, and I'm actually laying by my pool, just just taking out the sun in California, relaxing, just like a real California douchebag, just chilling by my pool. Are you uh, shirtless? I am shirtless, not okay. oiled. Okay. you know where you know where I was going next. Are you wearing? Some small, uh, your small gasp, gasp shorts. I'm, I'm actually wearing uh, red posing trunks. Oh, I'm doing this for uh, our gay listeners and Spiky Smith particularly. <laughs> Doctor Sean's probably uh, like, oh, what a picture. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm actually in uh, in, in pretty uh, baggy uh, Under Armour shorts, but uh, it's like 75 degrees, beautiful today in San Clemente, and uh, I had a rare day off finally. And uh, I said, you know what? Let me do the radio show from the pool. Yeah, this is nice, actually. We were doing this show, uh, well, it's noon, around noon your time, around three my time. And this is a rare occasion because we usually do the show pretty, I mean, for me anyway, it's about the middle of the night. So this is actually, I may we may start switching to this period of time because I'm more awake and I feel better. And I know you get to go by the pool and relax. This is, And also Amber's not there and Darielle's not here. So we're not getting like, we're not being a stick. I guess kind of I guess for you more than me, you have to kind of get away from her and kind of seclude yourself. Yeah, and and um, you know she thinks that I'm too busy already, and um, so you know if I could if I could uh, once in a while at least, or maybe other every other week, do this while she's gone, so I could dedicate a little more time to her at night. It would she would be greatly appreciative of it. I don't I don't I don't necessarily know if I'm uh, going to be better during the day because it's earlier for me when I do the show anyway, you know, you're doing it late at night. So we'll still try to accommodate everybody the best we can. You're doing all right so far. It's going okay. Still pretty good. Uh, uh, It must be nice to do it by the pool. So you uh, tell us a little bit of what you did this weekend because you did so much. All right. Let let me just fly through it so I don't take up too much time. Uh, Friday, I drove uh, out to LA and this is, this is actually funny part of the story that I want to make sure people know. Uh, I actually was going to drive up Saturday morning for the Flex Pro. Uh, Dave uh, Palumbo asked me to help cover the Flex Pro with him and Chris Cito. And uh, what happened was there was some kind of mix-up with the rooms. And Dave said, hey, there's going to be an empty room here. Why don't you just take it? Um, and I said, yeah, why not? It'll you know allow me to sleep in a little more on a Saturday morning. So, so I drive up to the, to the hotel. And I believe this was actually Chris Cito's room. And I get to the hotel. It's late. It's like midnight. Um, and uh, the person that was working the desk 
was uh, either like a transgendered person or, or maybe just like a transsexual, but it was a very manly, uh, like the, the actual thing, it, it was it was trying to be a woman, okay? <laughs> But it, it it was it, it was definitely as as big as I am, if not bigger. Whoa! Uh, huge hands, huge hands, uh, with like like long pink pink painted fingernails that I thought was pretty hysterical, <laughs> and like re- really really like drawn in eyebrows and like heavy makeup, um, and and it's, it was like you could see that the voice was still pretty masculine, but it was trying to sound girly, and it was just like. Hello, what is your name? Are you checking in now? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> only in California, you know, would a hotel like stick something like that right at the desk, you know? That's that's their that's going. their ambassador to their guests. Yeah, you know, and I'm like thinking in my head, like, and I, I'm texting you, and you're like, get a picture, and I, I mean, it was midnight, so it's it's just me in this thing, you know. So it's not like there's a crowd of people where I could like, you know, sneak around and do it. Otherwise, I would have, but I didn't want to be like, hey, you know. I don't see trannies all the time. Do you think I could take a picture of you real quick? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think that uh, he, she would have said if you're like, would you mind taking a picture with me? Like if you were to like put your arm out, you know how people do, like girls do, they'll put the phone out and take a picture of themselves. Uh-huh. If you're like, you know, I think that you're really interesting and I would love to take a picture with you. With you, would you mind? Do you think that he, she would have been offended or like from the I attitude? Think, I think, I think that he, she would have been greatly offended. Really? So she takes herself seriously. Yeah. If I took that picture, by the way, because, you know, guys aren't as good as taking those pictures of girls. Like, whenever I do them, I always come out, like, retarded yeah, or kind of, like, look like I have Down syndrome or yeah. something, you know. And, like, girls do it, and they look, like, beautiful, you know. So, like, if I did it, you would have saw me, you know, looking like I have Down syndrome with this man-woman thing next to me. It, it would have been a frightening picture. <laughs> That's what I wanted, though. That would have been great. I know. I'm sure our listeners would have liked to see it, too. But I failed there. So that was my, my check-in experience. I get to the show. And um, I don't even really want to talk about the show, to be honest with you. If, if anybody's interested in, in, in how the show went down, they can check out my wrap-up over at RX Muscle. Um, and there's tons of stuff on the play-by-play. What I'd like to talk about was what happened with Dave, Dave's computer, because this is a pretty freaking hilarious story. Yeah, do it. Um, all right, so, so Dave uh, had to leave. Uh, he, he actually couldn't cover the finals. He had <laughs> prior engagements, but I'm not sure if he talked about it. No, he did. He had, he had a, he had a uh, ayahuasca drug ceremony to go to. He told, he actually, <laughs> believe it or not, he actually discussed it on uh, Heavy Muscle Radio. So I won't, uh, I won't go into it too much. But I did tell him that uh, on the show about uh, you telling uh, Chris Aceto that he was going to an eyes wide shut sex party, and uh, he died laughing. He thought that was hilarious <laughs> because you know everybody who knows Chris Aceto, if you know him well, he's a pretty like he's a pretty straight kind of dude. You know what I mean? He's, I I don't want to say he's a square, but he's like, he's not somebody that would ever in a million years take a drug, uh, probably at all, but take a drug to expand his mind or especially to go to a sex party of any kind. So when you said, uh, to Chris jokingly, of course, because there was no sex party in case you guys are not, 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 are not familiar with a ayahuasca thing. It's like a, like the Indians would go out there and, you know, like a, what do they call them? A TP. They do a sweat, uh, sweat tent or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like a spiritual, supposedly, awakening of opening of the third eye type shit. There's no sex involved. But when you told Chris that that Dave was going there to have sex with, like, random people in different rooms, uh, (laughs) the expression you can imagine on Chris's face is priceless. (laughs) (laughs) So, so anyway, Dave, uh, we finished the uh, pre-judging, and basically he's got to leave, right? So he's, like, explaining to me what I have to do, right? And, and, and he's like, I can't express to you how important it is 
that you get these videos, do the play-by-play with my computer, he's like, and then bring it back to my hotel. This is my hotel room key. This is my hotel. Put it back in my room so I can get this stuff edited and everything when I get back, and then go go home, go about your 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 business. He's like, I can't. I can't thank you enough for doing this for me. He's like, you're really, really helping me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. He's like, take good care of this of this computer and camera. He's like, this is five thousand dollars in this bag. Do not do anything to this. And and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. It's no big deal, you know. I mean, and you know, Dave's very serious about that stuff. Yeah. So he puts it in my trunk. Now, I have a, a a rental car. Okay, my car was getting worked on. My my Beamer, or excuse me, my Mercedes was getting uh, the bumper fixed. Right, so. Right. They gave me a Ford Focus, like the littlest, smallest freaking car they could have gave me. And uh, Dave puts the stuff in the trunk, shuts the trunk, that's it. So I get to the finals, right? I go to open the trunk to take his $5,000 precious bag of stuff out, and I cannot open the trunk, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? Sorry, I was just trying, to, trying, to, trying to get this trunk open. So I go back inside the car. There is no button anywhere to pop the trunk. There's no key thing. This is why American cars are pieces of shit, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm like freaking out. Like You're telling me, just to be just to be clear, I want to be clear. There's no mm-hmm. button inside of the car that will pop the trunk. No. You no, never found that? Never. No. Wow. Never, ever found. Wow. I'm freaking out. I'm sweating. And I got there early. You told me to get there by 6.30, right? I got there at 6.15. I'm like, I got a whole extra 15 minutes so I can set up. There's no way I can mess anything up. Can't, Dave won't be mad at me, right? right? I don't know what it is about Dave, but there's just something about him where, like, you just don't want to disappoint him. It's kind of like, like, disappointing, like, your, like, mom or, like, your, your grandpa or something. Like, you just don't want to, like, like disappoint him, you know, for, for whatever reason, right? In my head, I'm, I'm picturing his face just pissed that I can't get the shit out of my trunk, right? And I'm, like, freaking out. So I see uh, Robbie Durand, uh, who is, uh, who's Robbie work for now, Flex? He's the editor-in-chief of Flex Magazine. Okay, so I see Robbie Duran. I'm like, Robbie! I'm like, come here, you're smart. You can figure this out. <laughs> well, he comes walking over, and uh, he's like, what's the matter? And I'm explaining the situation. He's looking around the car. He's like, I don't know. I don't see a button anywhere either. He's like, you know what? Seats fold down. So we fold the back seats down, and I'm like, oh, thanks. And he leaves. So I'm, the back seat of this thing is tiny. It's absolutely tiny. And I got to squeeze my fat ass in through the back seat, inside the trunk, to try to get his bag out. So I, I'm, I'm squeezing myself in there. I slice my wrist open. I'm bleeding. I'm pissed off now, right? And I'm all sweaty and shit. And I, I, I realized that the hook of his bag, right, the strap of his bag, was wrapped around the hook that locks the trunk shut. And I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Sorry, I did. In a million years, how could that happen? And I'm pulling it as hard as I can, and I can't get it out. And all I'm thinking of is, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. I just can't even believe it. So finally, I started to panic, and I'm ripping it as hard as I can, and I can't get it out. I was going to rip Dave's bag. I was like, screw it, I'll buy him a new bag. What I did was, I, I realized that, I, that this wasn't going to happen. So I, I, I took all the computer and the wires and everything that I would need and the microphone and the camera out, and I put them in my gym bag. And I, I brought that in, you know, so, you know, there's security wants to, like, <laughs> search through my stuff. And they're seeing, like, you know, the, the camera and everything in there. And, and uh, they're looking at me like, what the hell? Hmm. Uh, they, I go inside, and Cito's sitting there, like, asking me where I've been, why I'm all sweaty and shit. And I'm explaining to him the story. He thinks it's hysterical. Um, so at the end of the night, I'm, I'm talking about this with my buddy, uh, IFBB Pro, Guy Sister Nino, who's uh, – uh, wife Beth, Bethany had just competed in fitness and got a really raw deal, in my opinion. And, and they're like, we can get this freaking thing over. So they drive their car open to it. He's trying to figure it out. We're looking through. There's no manual, nothing, right? Finally, 
I just get so pissed. This is just hysterical that like uh, this worked out like this. I'm like, I can't believe this is fucking happening. Sorry, Isaac. And I grabbed the trunk and just in a brute, like meathead fit of rage, I ripped the trunk open and I actually ripped the trunk open. It opened. It opened. Hmm. And guy starts hysterically laughing and I'm like, you see that shit? Brute strength, motherfucker. Brute strength always wins the end. And we're hysterically laughing and the bag is all like mangled up and shit. And I'm like, what the hell? And like, take it out, shut the trunk was able to bring Dave's stuff back, so I, I was able to take care of that, uh, thank God. That was a pretty stressful uh, little period, that whole story. And, and the bag was undamaged? You were able to bring it back to Dave? He never knew the difference? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he ever knew the difference. Uh, I mean, I, I would gladly tell him the story because it's a funny story, but um, you know, I was pretty stressed out for a while thinking, like, I'm just going to leave his stuff in his room with, like, a little note, you know, with, like, a post-it, like, hey, man, kind of, like, lost slash destroyed your bag, but I'll get you a new one. You know, love PJ, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, for him to come back from his crazy like peyote party and and see that shit and be like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah, you know, it, I think uh, if the if the bag was gone, Dave would have been pissed, but not nearly as pissed as if you would have missed some of the coverage. So it ended up it would have been okay no matter what. Got all the coverage done no matter what. Got myself home that night. I could have stayed in the hotel, but I had uh, I had Disneyland the next day. Um, and uh, have you ever been to Disneyland? No, you know I've been to Disney World, which is uh, just incidentally it's only less than an hour from my house. So when you mm-hmm. come down here, we'll definitely. Uh, there's a place that I want to go even more than Disneyland or Disney World called the Holy Land, which is an actual replica of like um, um, like Jerusalem in Jesus's day. Oh, that's it's cool. like it's like a it's like Disney World, but like a religious Disney World. And can uh, you go there and like can you can you like reenact like like killing him like your people did like yeah, when you go there? Yeah, I'll go point and laugh as he walks through the street. Right? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't really know all what what goes on there. But when I drive by it to go, we went. Um, her little sister actually lives there. Uh, goes to school in Orlando. Um, and so when we've driven by it, I'm always like, oh man, I want to go there. Uh, they've got like uh, the the Temple Mount, you know, the Temple of Solomon, and they like rebuilt it, like making it like a similar, I guess, a replica. And they have a whole bunch of cool stuff that, um, like, they have like the um, what's other? I, they have replicas of all bunch of important kind of places that are in Jerusalem there. And that would be an interesting place to shoot some footage. You know what I mean? Like, I could see us having yeah. a fun time there. Uh, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. You need to. When are when is I, I'm supposed to be receiving some uh, my present that I requested from you was that you come down here, you and Amber come down here before Darielle gets too pregnant and can't move around. Uh, when will you be coming down here? Um, well, we're gonna have to get on the computer and set it up. I am definitely coming. You're not uh, reneging on your present, to, right? No, no, I definitely want to go, and I definitely want to go to uh, Disney World because Disneyland is not that cool. Oh really? That's that's interesting. It's very expensive. You said eighty dollars to get in there per person. What what do you get for eighty bucks? Disneyland, if you're eight to ten years old, is very cool. But there's nothing really for the adults. Really? Uh, that's that's what kind of disappointed me. Um, if you're from the East Coast and you're a listener, you're familiar with like the the Six Flags Great Adventure that we have in New Jersey, or even the one that we have in Massachusetts. Now that is a fun time. That's a place for an adult. The actual rides at Disneyland, they're really outdated and sucky. Really? Uh, the best ride, I, I guess, they have is Space Mountain, uh, which is cool because it's, like, inside and you're in the dark. 
Um, but there's no, like, loops or anything like that. You know, it doesn't really go that fast. Uh, uh, you know, it's just... It's, it's old. Just, the place is old. They don't, I'm sure they don't update old, it. It's like you know. That. They haven't updated it. Now, it's 80 bucks to go into this place. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell uh, our, our listeners, like, uh, my, like, argument and, like, confrontation stories. So, you know, we take uh, Amber's daughter there for her birthday. Like, 10-year-old girl, she's all excited to go to Disneyland. And uh, we get to the um, check-in, right? Amber purchased the tickets through her work, right? Um, and uh, we get to the window, and of course, Amber and her forget, forgetful self left her license in the car. Now, wouldn't be a big deal, but the parking garage is not close to Disneyland. You park, you go down this thing, then you get on a tram car that goes really slow for like 10 freaking minutes, then you go through this other thing. It's, it's, a, it's a solid half an hour one-way process, right? So we get there, we're all like ready, Anjali is all excited to go into Disneyland, and the woman is like, I need to see some ID. And she's like, oh my God, I left my ID in the car. And the woman's like, well, I can't give you the tickets without a picture ID. So I said to the woman, I go, can I just give my ID? And she's like, no, because you didn't purchase the tickets. And I'm like, oh. and I'm like, hey, you don't have any kind of ID? And she's like showing the lady, she's like, here's all my credit cards, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, but I don't know that you were in fact Amber Day. And um, I'm like, can we show you her website or something? And she's like, let me get my supervisor. So her supervisor comes over, who's this fat Mexican guy, right? So this fat Mexican guy comes over, and he's like, I need a picture ID. And I said to him, does it have to be government issued? And he goes, no, as long as it's a picture ID, it could be like a, a, a school card. You know what I mean? Any picture ID. So she's searching through her stuff. And uh, I go, here's her Facebook. And the guy's like, that's not good enough. And I'm like, it's not. It's a picture that's IDing her. Obviously, you don't have much of an educational background if you can't understand what that means. So you're getting, you're getting frustrated by that point for you to say that to him. Yeah, yeah. especially if you're saying that it doesn't have to be government-issued. If it had to be a government-issued ID, then I can understand a little bit more. They're saying it didn't. So I'm searching through my stuff. I actually have a picture of her passport, right, that you can zoom in on, see the numbers, see everything. And I'm like, oh, here, here's her, her, her passport, you know. So we take her phone, right, her own phone that she's holding that has her picture of her passport on it, and, and I'm holding it inside the window for the guy to look at, and he's like, that's not good enough. It's not a real, he's like, it's not a real picture. I go, what are you talking about? He's like, that's a picture of a picture. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? We're just trying to give her 10-year-old daughter a good time for her birthday. And not to, mention, like, oh, not to mention, you got to think realistically, how much effort would it take to, to make something like, to, for you to go through all this trouble to scam uh, three tickets from a person that very well, I mean, like, if you were doing that, what's to say that the real Amber Day wouldn't be there and already have taken the tickets? So you would go through all this trouble of making, like, a fake passport picture, making yeah. a fake so fa- Facebook out. account? I mean, it's ridiculous. Now, this is the real kicker for you and all our listeners to see how much of an idiot this fat fuck was. And if I ever find him on the street, I'm going to give him a barrage of body shots like he's never seen <laughs> I, I go like this. I go, fine. Here's my credit card and my ID. Just transfer it to me. I'll pay for it right now so we don't have to go through this. And the guy goes, no, that's not a good idea because it's already been charged on her card, so you guys will get charged twice. And I go to the guy, do you realize what you're saying right now? You are actually confirming her payment, which is essentially confirming that she is who she is. So why the hell would you not let us just go? And the guy's like, didn't know what to say. He's like, I need a picture ID. I go, but do you realize, like, I'm saying that I'm going to pay for it right now. Why would I ever do that? If I was trying to scam you guys, why would I try right now to pay for it myself? Why wouldn't we just leave? 
and you're actually saying in return that she's going to get charged regardless, which is basically insinuating that you know that she is who she is, and now you're just being a huge asshole. <laughs> and the guy, the guy is like shaking his head at me and like walks away. And the woman, I think, actually felt bad because she looked like a kind of like a mom. And I think that she saw that Anjali was upset and realized that her fat fucking loser, the supervisor, was being a douchebag. And the lady's like, "Look, go back and get the ID. We'll let you cut the line, whatever." So Amber, Amber leaves. Right now, this is going to be a half an hour for her to get that go there, and a whole other half an hour to come back. And I'm just sitting there with Anjali, pissed. Uh, although while I was sitting there with her, this is this is the one highlight of all this. The Spanish woman came walking by, and she had the hugest fake boobs, and she had no bra on, right? And her shirt was like kind of like see-through red, and I could actually see her entire nipple through her shirt. And I thought to myself, now that is what you wear to a family place like Disneyland. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you got to wonder what's going through but, her head wearing a. Uh... Seriously, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so that actually calmed my anger down a little bit. Just like I thought that was hilarious. I thought. So anyway, um, was Angeli like milky, milky when she saw those? Um, <laughs> or is she too old for that? Is she too old for that? She's too old for that. And I think she was kind of sad, like kind of like kicking rocks, waiting for her mom to come back. And she was like, "My mom always forgets stuff like that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> I know." <laughs> so I was like, I was like um, sitting there, and maybe 15 minutes into it, um, a girl comes outside, and she's like, "Hey." If it's not too late, tell her to come back. We talked about it with the, the higher supervisor, and everything's going to be okay. We'll let you guys in. And I'm like, shit. So I'm trying to call her. And even little Anjali was smart enough to know that it, it was too late at this point. She's like, oh, it's too late. She's on that stupid tram car. So I call her, and I'm like, babe, where are you? She's like, I'm on the tram. I'm like, fuck. Sorry, Isaac. They told they said that you can you can come back, and they'll let us in. And she's like, oh, great, now, 15 minutes later. She's like, it doesn't matter. I'm already, I'm already on the tram, so it doesn't stop, and I'll just hurry up and get back. And, uh, you know, whatever. That was like a whole hour that got wasted uh, wow. doing that at Disneyland. So I was already in a bad mood starting my time at Disneyland. What a horrible way to start your time at Disneyland. I got to I gotta say that that yeah. is a bad, bad beginning for Disneyland. And and the, the, the waits for the ride are quite long. You know, it's like a 40-minute wait to go on something that's not that cool. Um, I actually took a video of myself on a, a Thunder Ridge or something, Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, which was supposed to be one of the better rides, uh, and it's kind of funny. I'll actually send it to you. Um, uh, towards the end of the ride, you I put, put it on turned. put it on the YouTube page. It, you know what's kind of funny is Amber's like, "How could you hold the phone the whole time on the roller coaster like that? Like that's crazy." I'm like, "It's really not. This roller coaster is is <laughs> is terrible." You know, she, she was scared. She's not into roller coasters. Uh-huh. Like I've been on like crazy roller coasters at Great Adventure and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I've been on, like, the Nitro. And and you enjoy Pizza. that? You enjoy that? I, I've been on, I went on King Ka, which anybody who's been on that knows is the fuck-effing shit. Scary. King Ka, the world's tallest, fastest roller coaster. Sounds scary. It, it shoots you straight up in the air, right? And then rockets you straight down to the point where, like, you feel like your stomach is going to come out through your throat. It's the, awesome. And what, what about that is good, though, PG? Maybe it's the Jewish in me that, that makes that sound unappealing. It's the adrenaline rush, man. It's like, if you're like an adrenaline junkie, it's no feeling like that, man. Like, you get off of it and you feel like the best high you've ever felt in your life. Really? Yeah. Hmm. No, I... Anyway, so, they don't have anything like that at Disneyland. (laughs) Oh, that sucks for Disneyland. Um, so Disneyland was a bust? Did at least Anjali have fun? Uh, You know, it's funny, Anjali had fun. She didn't want to sit next to her, her mom on any of the rides. She wanted to sit next to me. I felt bad. So Amber was by herself. 
I'm on all the rides. And, and I was like, don't you want to show with your mom? And she was like, no, I want to show with you. And, and Amber was telling me, uh, this is kind of funny, like they're driving in the car. And she was like, yeah, me and PG had a lot of fun. And, <laughs> and Amber was like, well, I'm glad that you had fun. And she was like, yeah, like, you know, even if you weren't there, like I'm sure me and PG would have had a great time together. <laughs> why did she, why did she want to sit with you and not her mom? I don't know, dude. It's pretty funny. I guess maybe like, I don't know. I guess when you're a little kid, if you have like some like giant like teddy bear of a man like being around you, it's kind of cool to like, you know, sit on a ride with me. You're not going to be as scared. I mean, she was like holding onto my arm for dear life on these rides that like truly weren't scary. Um, you think that's it? That is probably it. She just you're like protecting her, kind of. Yeah. So I think she probably felt like pretty safe. Now, I could barely fit in the, in the seats on these little kid rides. There's a mean? picture for anybody who wants to see. There's a picture that PJ or, or really that he sent me and that I put up on our uh, Facebook fan page on uh, go to Facebook and just search for Iron Empire Radio and you'll see our page. And there's a picture of PJ actually on the ride with you smiling, a big smile, Angelie looking kind of worried and then Amber kind of looking on kind of semi worried at the both of you in front of her. Yeah, and the, the video I have on the Thunder Ridge, whatever, it's kind of funny because you can hear Anjali screaming the whole time. You can see how scared. Amber's right in front of me. I'm videotaping her. She's scared. And at one point during the ride, I turn the, uh, the camera to myself, and I look at it, and I'm like, this is not that good. <laughs> and I go, so like, videotaping. And Amber is, like, amazed. And, and I'm, like, I'm like, dude, there are people that videotape themselves on, like, roller coasters that spin around and go upside down and stuff. Like, this thing's just going, like, over, like, little hills. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in my head, I was like, if I drop my phone, I'm going to be thoroughly, thoroughly annoyed at myself. Right. But I had it in a pretty, pretty vice-like grip. It wasn't going anywhere. No way you're dropping that phone. You know how much it costs. You don't want to spend that money. Yeah, uh, you need to, as soon as you get back into your, uh, your apartment or whatever, you need to upload that to YouTube so I can put it on our, on our, the Facebook fan page. People enjoy to see it. Okay. Now that we talked about yeah. it. Yeah, um, you also, I know it seems like one thing after another with PJ this weekend, but because he was so busy, he also had a photo shoot yesterday with muscle mag, Gregory James, very popular photographer. Everybody who's in the industry has met him at one point or another. Cause he's had all, a lot of the shows, especially the big shows. And he, he shoots, uh, he's shot just about everybody. And, um, it sounds like you guys had a great time and, and they used the hell out of you like 10 hours of shoots. Yeah, Greg James is a man, uh, for people that don't know his background, he actually started out shooting for Playboy. Uh, so if anything, he actually took uh, a step backwards uh, in his career. <laughs> Not just kidding. Um, yeah, he started out shooting for Playboy, and, and actually what he said is like, yeah, it's cool you know, to shoot like pretty naked girls all day, but he said you really don't do anything. Like The camera is on a tripod. And everything is set, and you kind of just like snap, 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 and then they, you know, they edit it and everything. They 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 Photoshop the girls to make them look perfect. Whereas with bodybuilders, you got to use the lights, you got to know the angles. There's a lot. It takes a lot more skill. So if if that is your trade, being a photographer is your trade, that that shows your skill a lot better. So he, you know, he he, he really enjoys like that aspect of it. Plus, he was into bodybuilding uh, when he was younger. So he's a cool ass dude. His wife is his assistant, who's a, a a really really sweet girl. She's beautiful. I actually met when he was working for Playboy. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like hanging out with like friends when you shoot with them. So we, we shoot in this powerhouse and they had this huge dude, I forget his name to be honest with you, but, uh, this big ass black dude shooting with me. I'm like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, where the hell did you find this guy? You know? Uh, and the guy actually showed me some pictures of himself when he competed years ago. Cause he was in his forties and the dude was a beast, you know, with the right, with the right, uh, training, he could probably be very good. Um, and they had, uh, the kid on the one nationals was there, the Asian kid. What's yeah. his last name? On when? 
on land. Yeah, he looked very, he looked really good, and they had a uh, Dorfus Cherry was there, who I haven't seen in a long time. Um, and uh, you know, I really wanted to shoot uh, legs because they wanted me to train really heavy. And that's like the one thing that I can actually train heavy. Um, but uh, they 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 vetoed that uh, to have me shoot arms, which I kind of knew was going to happen anyway when I got there. So I purposely didn't train my arms <laughs> past week. Um, and uh, it was cool because not only were they doing a photo shoot, so they wanted to do off-season training where I was going really heavy. Uh, and those of you know that I, when I train arms, I, I like to train with volume. I don't train heavy, so this was an interesting one in itself. They actually mic'd me up. They had a little a little uh, mic set up to my uh, they clipped it onto my my back and put it up under my shirt. And uh, they had a real time like video thing going on too. And they're making a video out of it. And they wanted it, you know, to be like as realistic as possible. So they wanted this dude, this big dude, to really be pushing me through the workout. So like, um, we're going like super heavy. And he didn't tell me though that once they got the shots, I could move on to like the next things. So I'm like doing like four or five sets of each exercise. It's really killing it. And I'm noticing like he's not really like taking pictures anymore at one point. And and he's like, you you can go on to the next thing if you want. We're great with these. And I was like, oh, I wasn't sure, like, like you just said for me to work out like I'm working out, because, like, usually I do, like, four or five sets per, per exercise, you know, three, three or four different exercises. And he's like, no, 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 I want you to do, like, a lot of different exercises. But once we get the actual pictures, you can move on to the next one. And I'm like, oh, now that I've already overtrained myself, I'm like, how many more do you want me to do? He's like, like three, four more exercises. I'm like, Jesus. So, like, I'm telling the guy, I'm like, dude, it's probably good, man. Seriously. So, like... We, we we do this ridiculously long arm workout. In my head, I'm just like, um, in my head, I'm like, I'm doubling my glutamine. I'm gonna add some extra meals in. I'm gonna fucking make sure that I don't get hurt doing this. Um, and uh, what happened was during the video work, uh, a lot of people may or may not know this, but typically bodybuilders um, aren't like the best when it comes to uh, like uh, I don't want to put this, Aaron. You know where I'm going with this. Mm, they're not the best with, they're not the best with words um, <laughs> in other words in other words you, well we know i mean i think that i think it's not a stretch to say that there are there are a lot of really nice guys in the industry but there're not a lot of guys that can do uh, that are good bodybuilders that can do what you're doing right now being on the radio even and and then to be in front of the camera people don't realize that that is a, an actual talent and it's a talent that you have like an innate talent it's not something that you can really build you can't have show your personality in front of a camera. I can't teach somebody to do that. It's just you have yeah, it and, or you don't. And and I don't have the desire to, like, be an actor. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to be, like, Arnold and be in Terminator movies and stuff like that. I, I don't, I, I don't, I would never be able to be, like, you know, uh, <laughs> I would never be able to play, like, a, a role in Goodwill Hunting or anything like that. But when it comes to just, like, being, like, kind of a ham in front of a camera, like, Usually, like they feel like when I, whenever I'm there for that kind of stuff, that I'm a natural, and they want think, me to do extra stuff. I want to make a point. I think that there are guys that could do it. I'm going to use one example because he's a friend. I don't think he'll be upset that I say it. But Mike Libertori has a good personality, and he would be good if he could let go of being concerned about what other people think. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't care, and I don't. And the truth is that I don't care. And if somebody thinks I'm a goofball or I'm being an idiot or, or they don't like it, um. That's okay. I'm all right with that. Like, a lot of people are not okay yeah. with that. You know, it's like, you know, they would even show me some of the videos, and in my head, I'm like looking at myself like, Jesus Christ, what an idiot, you know? But at the same time, it's kind of funny. So if you can get past that, so they're like, listen, man, they're like, they're like we would really appreciate it 
and and we'll, we'll, we'll make it up to you. You know, they're paying you by the hour anyway. They're like, we want to do some video stuff with you. They wanted to do like some like kind of like some like bodybuilding satire, right? So like things that like would go on at the gym, um, you know, that perhaps would like piss you off and kind of make like 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 satirical like like films with it, like short films. And they wanted to like put them out on YouTube and like you know see what happens with them. And they're shooting this shit in legit like movie quality shit. It was like, I've never done anything like this for a shoot. I mean, the lights and the sound and the fucking microphones and the cameras they had and the monitors, it was the real deal. So I was like, screw it, I'm already here, let's do it. Um, and they, they basically, um, I don't know if, should, if I'm really allowed or not to talk about it. I didn't really read the model agreement. I just kind of signed it. <laughs> but um, they, uh, they wanted me, basically, this is, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play out the skit for you. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, we actually had to shoot this the next day at Gold's Venice, which is a circus. Uh, and I'll get into that in a second, but they, they wanted me to basically, all right, here's the scene. There's this like men's physique looking guy, right? Pretty boy, like douchebag. And, uh, he's working out like all crazy and he's just sweating all over, like, like sweating all over this ad bench, like, like just sweating all over the place. And, uh, he just gets up and he like walks away, like all that, all badass. And this little gay dude comes over and, and man, they, they found the funniest little gay guy, right? Uh, a little gay guy comes over and sits on the bench to do some abs, and he's like, ah, like disgusted because it's covered in sweat. Like he's sitting in somebody else's sweat, and he pops up all grossed out and like looks around and like storms off, right? So he storms off, and you see uh, the same like like guy that the uh, the men's physique guy. He's doing like dips, and it's funny they made him so abnormally sweaty. It was kind of funny. <laughs> it's like pouring off him all over the place, and he's like shaking his head, like shaking the sweat everywhere. And the little gay guy goes over. He's like, he's like, this dude's like 5'10", like 115 pounds, and he's all feminine the way he's walking. And he's like, excuse me, your fingers sweat all over the place, and it's gross. <laughs> and the guy, the guy looks at him, he's like, that's what the paper towels are for, buddy. Go wipe it up yourself. And he's like, oh, are you serious? And the guy's like, yeah, get out of here. Stop bothering me. So the, so the gay guy comes over. Now the camera goes to me, and I'm doing like a set of like seated pulley rows. And they wanted me to be like really overly aggressively like meat-heady, like uh -huh. screaming. So I'm like, Ah, ah, like screaming while I'm doing these rows and I let the weight come crash down and I'm sitting there all pissed off and the little gay guy comes over and he whispers in my ear and like you think I'm going to get like all pissed off at him but instead you see me storm off right so then the camera goes over and it goes back to the dude doing dips again right and uh, the little gay guy the little gay guy taps the guy on the shoulder and the guy like looks at him and he's like, like dude get out of here like brushes him off and the little gay guy taps him on the shoulder again, and then the camera goes 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 onto me. I'm standing behind the little gay guy, and I'm like, I'm like, so you want to be fucking sweaty? And I grab the guy's head and I just mash it into my chest, and I rub his face like all over my sweaty chest, and then like <laughs> throw him on the floor, right? Like toss him down the floor like a rag doll and walk away. The funny thing about it is they wanted me to be like really rough with him. They're like it's got to look real, like like really like just be like like disgusting about it, like, like rub his face in your sweaty chest and just toss him around and, and like really humiliate him. And I was like, all right. So I did it really hard. <laughs> and I like mashed the poor kid's face like into my chest and threw him, <laughs> threw him out of the way. And they're like, cut, cut, not that hard. And they're like, are you okay? To the kid. And the kid's like laughing. He had a pierced lip. And they're like, is your piercing still in? And he's like, hold his face. He's like, yeah, I think I'm okay. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it so hard. So he told me to make it look real. And the kid's like, can we try to get it on the next take, please? <laughs> so, I felt so bad. It took like seven takes to get it. Oh, my so God. Grabbing this kid's face, 
rubbing it in my sweat and throwing him down like repeatedly. And there's people standing around watching, laughing like it's hilarious, right? You know, Michael Hearns in the background, like wondering like why people are not taking taking pictures of him. Um, and uh, it, it was just like a, a funny, funny scene. Uh, but I, you know what's funny is I actually left Venice, right? What people consider the mecca of all gyms to go train at the little gym in my town because I just couldn't train in that place. It's too much of a circus. What was going on there? Give me some, I mean, everybody loves Gold's Gym Venice Beach. Who was there? What did you say to them? What did they say? What were they doing? Give us some, like, uh, Venice Beach scoop. Uh, well, the big thing at Venice, man, there, there, there's an abundance of uh, aggressive gay guys there. And I don't care if you're gay, dude. A lot of my fans are gay. I'll hang out with you. But stop bothering me if I'm working out. Like, don't be, like, asking me, you know, like weird, like perverted shit when I'm working out. They're just so aggressive at that place. You know, like that's like enough to make you want to like, especially if I'm, if I'm doing arms, whatever, I'll joke around with you. But like, if I have to do legs, which is what I have to do that day. Like, I don't want to be like joking around with like dudes with like Daisy Duke shorts on bothering me and stuff. People will actually, were actually coming up to you and like bothering people that were, that were obviously like gay dudes that were trying to come like chat you up. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny because Greg James was like, man, he's like your video has gotten more views than any of the hot girls that have ever shot by far. He's like, I've shot like the hottest naked chicks. He's like, in your video that that, that I put up, he's like, in one day, all of a sudden had like 4,000 views. And I was like, yeah, I put it on my Facebook. And, and I was like, and he goes, he goes, he goes, I, he goes, unfortunately I had to delete a lot of the comments. These guys were singing like really fucked up shit, like <laughs> jer- jerking off on your face and shit. And I was like, I know, oh, man, God. I'm sorry. It's, it's sick. And he was like, I was like, that's just a lot of my fan base. And so, like, sure enough, like, a couple of dudes came up to me and started bothering me. And <laughs> Greg James was like, a couple of your fans, huh? I was uh, like, yeah, and he started laugh, laughing. Um, but, uh, what are it, they it was, saying? Were they, were they offering, they wanted to, you to do some posing for them, or what? They're like, I'm just like, oh, my God, PJ Braun, what are you doing here? How long are you going to be here for? Do, can I get a workout with you? We charge for, like, a private workout. Like, what, what, first of all, what the fuck is a private workout? Sorry, Isaac. I don't even want to know what goes into that. Well, I, I would assume like, a ask. private workout means that you're just going to train them, right? Privately? I don't know. That's weird. Like in their house, they want you to train them? I don't know. I, I was like, oh, I'm just here for today. Um, uh, Chris Cormier was there training uh, Brad Rowe. Uh-huh. I talked to him for a little while. Uh, let's see. Who else was there? Um, the guy that trains uh, Sean Roden was there. What's his name? He had a Jeep. What's his G crew, G G force, whatever. He's a trainer. Dave trains Sean Roden. Yeah, I don't know. Big dude, very big guy. Um, on on when was there training with Charles Glass? Uh, Charles Glass was looking uh, as homeless as ever. Um, uh, Will Harris was actually coming in as I was leaving. Uh, He's always fun. I was um, a little sad you didn't talk to him. Now I wanted to get out of there before I got stuck in that traffic. It, it would have taken me like over two hours to get home. And I wanted to beat that because I really wanted to train. I really wanted to train my legs. I can't slack on my legs, you know? So um, Michael Hearn was there, right? Now, Michael Hearn was there the entire time I was there. And I think that Michael Hearn is probably would be considered the new ambassador of that place because there's no pictures of Arnold anywhere anymore. Um, they took the pictures of Arnold down, but there's a giant, giant picture of Michael Hearn on one of the walls. Really? Um, yeah, it says, like, Michael Hearn, 500 covers. There's like a giant picture of him. Hmm. I'm, I'm assuming he's kind of like the ambassador, like the face of that place now. And uh, when I got there, he was wearing like a dark shirt, dark pants, and a backwards Chicago Bears hat. He was training hard. You know, he's a strong guy. He was training hard with, a, with another dude. 
uh, towards the end, I noticed he actually changed his shirt into a white shirt, uh, and, and, and like his outfit was different. Like, I don't know if maybe he had to hang out and he didn't want to be sweaty or something, or I don't know if that's just like the fashionable thing to do there. But he did change his outfit. I thought that was kind of interesting in the hour that I was there. And, and one thing that I thought was really interesting is I, I, I thought he was training like a girl or something, right? Because I kept on hearing him go, come on, baby. Come on, sexy. Come on, sexy. What you got? What you got, sexy? So I kind of just like in between, like kind of like strolled over just to see what was going on. And he actually wasn't training anybody. He was psyching himself up in the mirror for his set. Really? And I was like, yeah, I, I was like fascinated by that. So he's, like, staring in the mirror, like, come on, sexy. What you got, sexy? What you got? Come on, let's see what you got. And, like, motivating himself uh, to do his next set. Wow, that's um, really weird. It was pretty weird. It was pretty weird. I don't know what he was doing. It was 150-pound dumbbells on the floor. I don't know if he was doing uh, presses of some sort or rows. Or I, uh, I had to go back over to do what I was doing. I had to go back over to smear a guy's face on my chest. But I, um, I, I didn't actually get to see what he was doing. I mean, we, we all know he's a strong guy. Uh, but that that was a little weird to me, uh, whatever was going on. Um, a little and, weird. Uh, that sounds extremely weird. Yeah, usually, like, if I, like, get in a zone, like, if I drink, like, a lot of, like, pre-workout, and I start getting kind of, like, weird, you know, you know, when you get, like, <laughs> that point of too much stimulants, I, I'll, like, call myself, like, a pussy, you know? Like, like look at myself in the mirror and be like, you fucking pussy. You better fucking get eight reps on this next step, pussy. I've never, like, looked at myself in the mirror and be like, all right, sexy. <laughs> what you can do on this one <laughs> let's see how sexy you can be let's see what you got you sexy fuck <laughs> All right, let's see what you got on this next set that's funny um, so, so I, are you I, I sure I want to know about the changing of the outfits because I, I, I like Mike O'Hearn I can't imagine you're sure that he actually changed his outfits completely like or maybe it was just an undershirt and he took the overshirt up because he was like sweating you know what but, I mean but he, had, he had a white thermal long sleeve shirt underneath a dark shirt and when I came out later he had the white thermal still underneath but with a white shirt on top that had like a number on the back so it was a totally different deal it was totally yeah he totally switched it up wow that's that's it that is strange very strange um on a side note I guess since we're talking about Mike O'Hearn I should mention a very popular thread on the board right now on RX Muscle is who would win a fight Mike O'Hearn versus me. And I'm going to, uh, I'm very flattered that in the poll, they do it as a poll, PJ, I'm winning 64% to Mike O'Hearn's 35.5%. So I'm just demolishing him in the poll. Oh, no, no, wait, no, no, no. I'm reading this the wrong way. I was originally winning. Now I'm losing. I, I think I, I screwed myself in this, PJ, because in the, um, about 20 comments in, I made the comment that I was very flattered by uh, what these people mm-hmm. were saying, but I didn't think that I stood a chance against Mike O'Hearn. Well, he is very strong. Not um, only is he very strong, he uh, he studied, uh, um, he was like a judo champion. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he was a state, California state champion, or if he was more like a national champion in judo, and he is a wrestler in, uh, in college and high school. Not to mention the college, he is... Uh, the, the college wrestling helps a lot. Being a judo champion, that, there are so many federations and, and uh, you know, different groups now. Like, now, if, if you were, like, the California whatever group judo champ, you could have went and wrestled or, or, you know, had a judo match against one guy, and now you're the champion. You know what I mean? That doesn't really say a lot, you know? Um, it's an organized event. Uh, but the actual wrestling background, if you're a collegiate-level wrestler, 
and a collegial level wrestler gets a hold of you and takes you down, you're in, it's going to be very hard to get away. Um, yeah, I mean, both of them together. I think even the judo thing, if you've done, you know, if you've practiced and, you know, sparred and, and done a bunch of organized fights, that has to help because it's just experience. You know what I mean? I mean, the experience counts for something. If you are, mm-hmm. if you have fought in organized fights before many times, that's going to help against somebody who is a novice like myself. You know, the only fighting that I ever uh, have done was been completely unorganized. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I am complimented, but uh, I, the, usually the advantage that I have against somebody like a, a normal person or in a fight is that I'm way, way, way stronger than a normal person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mike O'Hearn is one guy that is, he is literally my size. I mean, we're both around uh, 250. He's maybe, he's, he might actually be smaller than me now. Yeah, but, he's, uh, he's not as muscular as you. He's probably your height, if not taller, though. Um, but he can, um, he has his longer reach, and he is crazy strong. I mean, the guy is, I mean, you've, I've seen videos of him benching, you know, 500 pounds, and he can squat 800 pounds raw. So, yeah, he's very, very strong. Yeah, very I, strong think, I think he can deadlift but about 800 pounds. Stre- wrong, strength, strength doesn't equate to being a better fighter. You know well, I mean? when, when you have two people that are unexperienced, you know, that is my yeah. big advantage. And, and he think, does a lot I of think, cardio. Um, it would be interesting to, to know, like, what kind of damage his face could sustain. You know what I mean? You're trying to say it because his face has had work done? <laughs> well, I mean, his face is like, it's like, it's like porcelain. You know what I mean? Like it. It might be fragile. You think um, if I hit him once, it would crack, you're trying to say? Yeah, you might, like, if it was organized and, he hit, and you guys both had headgear, I think then he is probably the one who's got the, the advantage over you. I think in, like, a street brawl where you can get a little dirty with it, you know, then perhaps, like, you know, the odds would swing more to your favor a little bit. I'm a pretty realistic guy. You know, keep in mind, also, he was a, he was a gladiator, and he was very good at, uh, I mean, I watched him many times on the new gladiators, and he was... I think his name was Titan. He was the best one. You know what I mean, he was very good. He was, he was, def- he was definitely the best gladiator. Yeah, I mean, not just like not just like muscle size and like being cool character. I mean, he was good at all. No, the no, events. He, he, he's very, uh, he's, he's very uh, athletic. Yeah, absolutely. He was good at uh, all the events for his size. So yeah. I'm realistic. Like if if I look at somebody, I can I can make a judgment call and realistically assess myself. I'm not some of these guys like like bluster and be like, Oh, I'll kick his ass. I'll kick his ass. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm very realistic. So I think the chances, my chances of beating him in like a boxing match like that, um, uh, are probably very slim, but I was flattered that, uh, that everybody thought at least at first until I made the comment that, uh, that he would probably beat my ass. Then the pole uh-huh. kind of slid downhill, but, uh, I would not, if people wanted to know how much would it cost Dave Palumbo to put on something like this. Cause obviously that would get a lot of people interested to watch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like me versus Mike O'Hearn in the ring. Like I'm sure Dave would promote the hell out of that. I think that that would cost me to do it. I think if Dave said, "Look, I'll give you 15 grand, win, lose, or draw," I would do it. I would do it, and I would get. A, I would get probably get my ass well, kicked, mean, but I would do it for 15 grand. Didn't he get 20 grand to run through the glass? I think he got more than that. Yeah, he. I mean, he was getting big money to run through glass. He could probably get a lot of money. To go fight like another like person. In he the could way, probably fight know? a real celebrity, though. You know what I mean? He could fight. Yeah, uh, like, a, like like a celebrity boxing match. It, I think he would beat Mike Tyson he, right now. Mike Tyson's in horrible shape. I think that they could get big. No, money for like no, that. no. Way. You think Mike Tyson no. would beat him? Yeah, one punch from Mike Tyson would knock most of us out. 
I don't know. Mike Mike is you see what he looks like now at the LA Fit Expo? It doesn't matter. When he's when he's sixty years old, he'll still have that punch. All he needs is for one of those. Maybe so. I don't I don't know, but I could tell you if you're fighting if you're, if you're when you're a boxer that's that good, you don't lose that punching power. It's like George Foreman when he was still able to knock people out like when he was old, you know, like your stamina is going to be down. You're not going to have the condition that you used to have, but you can sure as hell still throw a damn good knockout punch. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. They could. Find, I'm sure they could find somebody that that's more appropriate for him to fight that would be better for me that would actually get like mainstream interest. Um, that do you think you could take him in a fight? What's that? Could you take him? Could PJ Braun take him? Yeah, I actually think I would make very quick work of him. Really, very quick work of him. If it was like an organ, if if it was an organized, um, like straight up boxing match, that would be his best chance because, um, my actual like boxing background is very like swim. I never had like true like boxing lessons, but I, I have a wrestling background and I have a mixed MMA background as well. And, uh, I've, I've fought in organized fights and I've fought in a lot of fucking, in, in a lot <laughs> of bar fights and like street battles and shit. So if it was like a straight up, like just throw two dudes in a cage fight, it would it'll be over very fast. I don't think that would ever happen though, unless there's like, unless you guys uh, have some kind of beef, you know what I mean? No, my, my style, like back when I used to train with, I used to train with guys that were very good. Like I trained with a guy, Matty, that was a 300 pound uh, <clears throat> judo as well as jiu-jitsu champion. And, like, that guy was so, like, amazing, like, with his, with his body weight. But, like, like, if he could get you, you couldn't get away from him, right? And, and like, I would, like, grapple with guys like that. And, like, guys like that, like, if, you, if, you, if, you, if they get on top of you, you know, I kind of have small hips, too, for a bigger guy. Like, you're kind of screwed. Like, you're not getting away from them. Then they can just pound you into the ground. So, uh, although, like, O'Hearn is, like, a very athletic and powerful and strong guy, and, and I was, like, stronger than most of these guys that, that, that I trained with. But if their skills were better than mine, if their skill set was better, there was nothing you could do. So, like, my style was very aggressive. Like, I, I would usually do, uh, use, like, aggressive wrestling and try to take my guys down. I would shoot for the legs fast and take them down and then just really, really unload with ground and pound shots. Um, you know, if it was, like, a stand-up match that had to go for a while... I mean, if I don't even do any fucking cardio. I wouldn't be able to box around for more than a couple minutes before I'd be like, "All right, I'm I'm, I'm tired." <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, um, I know we, it's kind of silly. We keep talking about Mike O'Hearn, but Mike does tons and tons of cardio. So I think either one of us, and because I don't do any cardio either right now. So if somebody is doing, if if he's legitimately doing two hours of cardio a day on the stair mill or whatever he does, he does high intensity cardio. I think he would that we would neither one of us would stand a chance because you know you're not going to knock him out with 12 ounce gloves or 14 ounce gloves in the first round. It's, it's yeah. almost certainly it's, not I mean, going to happen. No one, no one uh, that doesn't have a strong boxing background is even coming close to knocking me out with head gear on. Yeah, uh, I have like an abnormally thick skull. Yeah. It'll just be I'll just be tired, you know, and be like, okay, I'm tired. We used to the the, the um, when I was a kid, we used to do some boxing matches with the heavy gloves and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and you know, you do it with friends, you know, like we used to do it all the time in the backyard. That's why you know people were saying they're like amazed that I would I would not be afraid to fight like because that's the one thing I would do for, just for fun is I would fight mm-hmm. one of these top uh, Victor Conti's top 115 pound guys. 
Like I would box yeah. him for fun, not for nothing, for no money, just to yeah. do it for fun. Because I've always thought that that would be interesting. So like somebody like that, I know that they're not going to be able to hurt me. You know what I mean? It would, he might be able to beat the shit out of me, like punch me over and over again. But in a, like mm-hmm. I would have no problem. I would not be scared at all to do that. Because back in the day when you're kids, you know, we did that all the time with other kids. And we'd knock the shit out of each other back and forth for, you know, round after round or minute after minute. And nobody would really get hurt. If it's two big, strong guys, like, you know, if it were me and you doing that, we could potentially hurt each other doing that. And I wouldn't want to do that for nothing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get in the ring with somebody that, I, that could hurt me, like, real, like break a nose or, or uh, you know, fracture something in your face for nothing. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, let's move on to some listener questions because we're, we're getting to go long. We haven't even got to the first commercial break or the shout-outs yet. So let's do two questions, PJ. We'll go to our commercial break. We'll come back with Big Ron Partlow, who will be taking part in our conversation this week. And, um, and then we'll move on from there. We'll do some more questions. So let's Great. do our first two questions. This is, first one is from Mark Feldman. Everybody knows um, next week, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend will be the Arnold Sports Festival, a.k.a. Arnold Classic. And Mark Feldman wants to know, what will be the biggest surprise at the Arnold and the pros and the cons of going to the Expo? You want to go first? Mm. Um, you go first in this one. All right. So the biggest surprise at Arnold, I'm assuming he's talking. Do you think he's talking about contest placings, BJ, or do you think he's talking about uh, just in general? I, t- I don't know. I think he's talking about contest placings. Uh, let's see. The biggest surprise for me and you. Um, huh. You know, that's an interesting question. I think the biggest surprise will be that Evan Setapani will win. You know, nobody is predicting him. None of the experts right now. Uh, other than Dave Palumbo, me and you. I, I am predicting him. Yeah, other, but, so like, I, will I, mean, not, I will not be surprised. Other than um, us at RX Muscle, nobody is predicting him uh, to win. Even his own mm-hmm. guys at uh, at MD are not predicting him. So who, are, who are they predicting? Um, most of them are predicting uh, either uh, Dennis Wolf or uh, Dexter Jackson. Those are the main... Almost, almost everybody other than us is predicting. Yeah, I, I, I would actually be more surprised if one of those two guys won. I will be very surprised if somebody other than Branch Warren or Evan Santapani wins the thing. Yeah, um, I guess if you're looking at it numbers-wise, th- there's two ways. To, I guess the, the safe bets, if you're looking. I don't want to go too far into bodybuilding with this discussion, mm-hmm. but the safe bets and the logic behind this is, um, first of all, a lot of people are discounting Branch because of the injury. It doesn't. They're not looking at it like he's a former champ. They're looking at it as this is a comeback because of the injury. Yeah. Um, they're looking uh, at Dexter. <laughs> Dexter is because he, he finished so strong last year. And a lot of people, including myself, um, could honestly say that Dexter Jackson is the best maybe he's ever been in his whole life at the Miami show. He wasn't as conditioned. He wasn't crazy cut, but the guy looks like I mean, people have been debating left and right how much Dexter weighs on stage forever. And most people say 215, 216. He looked like he was 230. And that's the first yeah. time I can honestly say he looked like that heavy in that kind of condition ever. He just looked good, man. So, like, he came off a very successful year, started really bad at the Flex Pro, and got progressively better. So, in a way, he's yeah. on a big upswing. If he's a stock, this is a good time to buy. And then, on the yeah. other hand, Dennis Wolf, uh, there's two two things, two schools of thought. One... He got fourth at the Olympia, right? That's huge. That's huge. So, um, you know, that is something in itself is big because the top three guys, Jay, Phil, and um, Kai, are not in this show. So logic yeah. would say he is the fourth best bodybuilder in the world. None of those other top three are competing, so he should win. Um, also, pictures are out now. 
that Dennis James took of him where he looks pretty incredible in a rear double bicep. The thing about that is, that me and you know, is that the guy just deflates. And as uh, they deplete him, all those back muscles that you're seeing in those pictures, the lower lat area and middle back muscles just seem to disappear. So with, with how Evan looks now, um, my logic is with how Evan looks in his back shots, um, they show, they always say shows are one from the back, especially when you're at this level. If you got one guy who has no middle or lower lat area at all versus what Evan's looking like now, it doesn't seem like that's a contest to me. Yeah. It, you know, Dennis Wolf, uh, from, you know, the mid back up is, is incredible. But what happens is, just like you said, from, from the bottom of his lats to the bottom of his glutes, there's a lot of weaknesses that get exploited in his back shots. And uh, if it's close from the front and they turn around and somebody's really dominant in the back, that'll be what really hurts him. Yeah, and Evan, uh, people don't realize, but Evan's got some pretty freaking tremendous calves now. I, I mean, they didn't always, they weren't always like this. And then on the other hand, I know calves don't really matter in bodybuilding these days, but when you look at somebody like when you line them up and you look at Dexter Jackson, Dennis Wolf, and then Evan, there is something to be said that, that those guys are almost lacking, you know, the muscle altogether. And then Evan has very impressive calves. So if it's close, you know, maybe something as small as calves is going to put Evan ahead. Yeah. Um, so biggest surprise yeah. at the Arnold. I think that the, the biggest surprise other than that is how crowded the expo is going to be. <laughs> That's the, so it kind of ties into the, the second question. I think that people, you know, every year the show gets busier and busier as they add more and more events. And this year will definitely take the cake. I'm actually busy doing something from the minute that, we land on Thursday, which is usually a slow day all the way till in the depths of Sunday. So wow. that is a first for me. Usually Thursday, we don't do anything basically. And this Thursday, I'm not tagging along with you. yeah, well, you're going to be busy if you do. I mean, I know we got you tickets to the, the uh, bikini uh, rockstar bikini after party or the party that I'm, I'm the, it's funny. I'm a celebrity judge. So, um, some of the other people on the panel, Robbie Durant, uh, the editor-in-chief of Muscle Fitness, hers, uh, Mona Marison, uh, Zach Kahn, Sean Ray, uh, our very own Isaac Kahn, sorry, Isaac, um, and a few other people. So um, we're going to judge that. I got you a ticket and Dave and Darielle a ticket. So, uh, well, it's free drinks and it's going to be you know a nice little event, food and drinks at that thing. But uh, that is only one of many things. We're also going to try to do an RX Muscle meetup on Thursday night, maybe after that event or in between the two events. So it's just it's just crazy busy. But the expo, I think, last year was incredibly busy. This year, I think, will be even more so because they've added more events and this pop this this contest popularity just continues to grow exponentially. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year on Saturday, the the expo was insane. I actually didn't even leave the booth because it wasn't even worth trying to walk through the crowd. Yeah. I mean, that that is really the truth. The expo, okay, so pros or cons of going to the expo? What do you think? What is the pros? What are the cons? You talk about it. Talk it out. Uh, pros, you're never going to see anything like that in your life. You're never going to see, first of all, that many people in a space for anything, you know, let alone what's inside the actual space. You're never going to see that many freaks of nature, that many beautiful girls, that many scantily clad beautiful girls, girls walking around with just body paint on, guys dressed up in crazy costumes. You know, last year they had a guy that was like a lifelike predator walking around. They had, a, they had an avatar walking around. And, and the actual paint costumes that you see are incredible. And the sheer size of it 
is is worth seeing even if you are not into bodybuilding because there's so much other fitness related things there. You'll never see anything like that anywhere else in your life. So it's 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 worth the experience because of it. Uh it is so uh dramatically overpacked with people that it's kind of like just herding cattle, you know, and uh, uh, you can get caught up in one spot for a long time. Uh, there's a lot of germs and, and things flying around. I, I always get sick after the Arnold. Um, it's it's sheer madness and in that sense it can be very overwhelming, but it's it's certainly worth the experience. Um, you know, I think that um, I think that like you said, it's worth the experience. You just have to prepare yourself for it. It's it's just like being, for me, it's it's very akin to Bourbon Street or Mardi, like St. Charles during Mardi Gras, being from New Orleans. But if you're not familiar with that, it's a lot like a big busy concert hall or like a um, a real busy bar or nightclub, except it's the whole expo hall that's like that. So you just have to have a certain amount of patience and you have to be aware that this is the kind of level of busyness that you're going to be in. You're going to get pushed. You're going to push people. And um, it's just how it is, you know? So it's like, that's something you need to be aware of going in. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, it's it's not like just a stroll, that's for sure. It's kind of like a battle. Um, all right, we're going to do one more question, then we'll do our shout-outs. Uh, J- Jim Alberry wants to know, why does Steiger hate you so much? I don't even know. Uh, I do not know at all. I have no clue. I've never met him. People are probably wondering. Give us, give us the background, PJ. Who is this Steiger, and why? What, are, what is he even talking about, Jim? Okay, so um, at the Olympia, uh, Aaron and I did a funny little video of ourselves getting ready for the Olympia, taking shots and stuff like that, like shirtless. Like, like uh, the people who who don't know us, perhaps like somebody like Steiger, uh, could perhaps say, "Well, this these guys aren't the picture of health, and bodybuilding is supposed to be the picture of health, and perhaps that is a." Uh, offensive to him but like Aaron and I really really play it up uh, for the cameras like we're, we're goofballs you know what I mean and uh, we do things that we think are funny and that we're going to are going to make other people laugh well, obviously did not make him laugh it actually angered him enough to write some like pretty horrible things about us uh, publicly on Facebook for, for the three people to look at his page to see and Steiger, Steiger actually went onto the Iron Mag Labs if everybody this is all documented on our Iron Empire Radio fan page on Facebook, but he went on to the Iron Mag Labs um, fan page and actually went into defaming you and saying that he was going to buy products, which we know he wasn't, but he was going to buy products from Iron Mag Labs and that he opted not to because he saw that you were sponsored by them. He says, Uh, you're you, PJ Braun, is everything that's wrong with bodybuilding. Uh, In in reality, uh, even if he was going to buy the products, he actually... um, that's what's called a, a tremendous uh, douchebag tax, and uh, the products would have been f- five times regular cost had he wanted to get them. So I don't know if he was aware of that ahead of time when he wanted to, to, to pick up those products. But uh, like you said, uh, he wasn't really going to buy the products. He just wanted to get himself some attention. I don't feel that we should even talk about the guy that much because I think he's just crying out for attention. Um, I looked at him. I surely have never seen him or met him in my life. He's a really big guy. Um, there's nothing that's like truly like uh stands out about his physique other than that he's just a big big guy he's like a frankensteinish type of guy um he won't uh he won't go far in the sport uh because of structural issues but um he, he looks to be in good shape uh in his pictures and he's surely a big guy uh, i don't it's know not, what, it's not his physique we have a problem with he's a, he's a good yeah. bodybuilder he's way better than i could ever yeah. be 
Yeah, he's he's uh. It's his personality we don't like. <laughs> he's definitely got a lot, he's definitely got a lot of muscle. He's a big dude. He looks to be very tall. Yeah, my um, height. I think I, I don't I don't know why he doesn't like me. I'm assuming if I were just going to toss something out there, that what probably happened is that uh, either his girlfriend or perhaps wife or ex-wife or whoever probably wanted to have sex with me and <laughs> probably made a, probably made a public to him. Like I really like this guy PJ Bronze. He's really attractive much more attractive than you are. And I think that's probably what caused like the bug up his ass. Other than that, I can't think of anything because I've never, never met him. And I'm, I'm usually, uh, uh very, uh, if anything, overly friendly when I meet people, cause I talk a lot and I'm chatty. Uh, and I, I would never treat anybody with a uh, disrespect or anything like that. So I really can't think of anything reason why he wouldn't like me. I think, you know, he made a comment about bodybuilding should be a serious thing and that me and you, I think actually he was specifically talking about you, that you don't take it serious seriously. And I actually totally disagree with him. I think that bodybuilding being serious makes it even, it makes it less fun. So like the fact that what we do is fun and the show's fun and the videos we do, it's all about having fun. And in that, basically we don't take it seriously at all. That's what makes well, people interested. Well, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. This is a lifestyle, right? And we can all choose to live our own lifestyles our own way. Most people are not going to be competitive bodybuilders, right? So you look at it from two angles. We're showing people a way to have a, a, a fun lifestyle while still being in shape and, and training hard and doing those things. But now, I want you to take it, and, and I'm not even going to use my own words. I'm going to let you even say it. If you want to look at it from a competitive, competitive aspect, from 12 weeks out to the show, how serious am I with bodybuilding, Aaron? Very serious. You're you're almost too serious. So there's no you, doubt you, that you, you turn you, it on. You, you turn you, it on. You, you, you have said to me more than once that I am too serious. Uh, I won't even like talk to you before my shows uh, because I'm so focused and I, I prefer to get into a zone. So to say that I'm not serious about bodybuilding, I mean, what are you really looking about? Because as far as competitive bodybuilding goes, I'd be willing to bet that I'm more serious than Nathan Steiger. Uh, as far as the actual lifestyle of it, I choose to live my lifestyle when I'm not competing my own way, as you love, like to live yours your own way, and I don't judge other people. I don't judge the gay guys that want to jerk off to me. I don't really judge the girls that want to go whore themselves out all over the place. I don't judge you for being Jewish, although sometimes it's a little hard not to. <laughs> and I'm not going to judge Steiger for being a square, but, I mean, he's obviously a very judgmental person. Yeah, unfortunately. I don't want to spend any more time on Steiger, but... That kind of clears it up for you guys. Uh, we did a re- retaliation video because <laughs> he he was so passionate about the comments that he was making on our on our video um, uh, that we did, like starting off the Olympia. I'll put those videos back on the uh, Facebook page so people can see them and check it out. In reality, you know, we we're just trying to be funny and stuff, and he he definitely took it the wrong way. But it ended up being uh, the whole thing is kind of funny now, and uh, you know, that's it really. Nathan Steiger in a nutshell. An angry, yeah, an angry, it, judgmental guy. That's basically it. It's it, it, it's funny he hates us. It's funny that we retaliated. It's funny that he hates us even more. It's, it's all just comedy, I guess. Because we don't hate him. Us. We don't hate him. We don't hate no. anybody. No, I, I would love to meet him and, and I actually want him. him to tell. I want him to tell me why he hates me. We should you know? do a funny video can, with Nathan Steiger. That would be good. Yeah, we could hug it out after. Yeah, yeah, you could tell him hug it out, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, uh, PJ, let's do some shout-outs, and then we're going to our commercial break. All right, hold on. Shout-outs for the week. Let me grab my little shout-out paper here. Um, okay, so I'm going to start right out with the one man, for some reason, 
I have missed on the shout-outs every week. And uh, he, <laughs> he's actually gotten to the point where he's pretty pissed at me. And I, it's, to me, I know this is, he probably doesn't want to hear this, but I think it's kind of funny. But for some reason, I keep missing this guy every week. Um, and he's the only one that I'm missing. Uh, Steve McKnight, I'm sorry for missing you every week. I will not miss you anymore. Shout-out to Steve McKnight. You're the number one shout-out this week. Uh, Chris and Renee Schmidt, our boy Max Cervantes, uh, Joe and Lee, Mark Feldman, uh, the whole Anderson Air Force Base, shout out to the Anderson Air Force Base, uh, Brad Pfizer, Jim Albury, uh, Jesus Enrique III, Assad Malik, Patrick Barnes, Keith Allen, Big Nut, uh, who else do we have here? Greg Tuba, Omar Hurtado, every week a, a regular listener, and uh, Bobby Orr. Those are the shout outs for this week. We got also throwing out to Muscle Mitch. Hey, Muscle Mitch, thanks for Muscle advertising Mitch. with us. OrbitNutrition.com. Yeah. Hey, Muscle Mitch. Muscle Mitch, hey. Oh, we had one question. We're not going to go into this at all, but somebody was at, uh, we're going to eventually explain uh, so many fucking pros. But I want to just say, shout out to so many fucking pros. They're going to prison this week. So, sorry, so many fucking pros. That sucks. Hey, I, I, don't, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's this fucking week, but, you know, shit's not looking too good for so many fucking pros. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, everybody does a little bit of time in prison. Harden's yacht. <laughs> Hard <laughs> up in Jersey. Everybody does a little time. <laughs> Eventually, we will explain so many fucking. It's just we, we need a little time to explain it. Maybe we'll do we'll do a send off for him when he goes away. When the team goes away, we'll do a little send off. Make him a little lasagna. Give him a little vino. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what I find interesting, uh, and I don't want to segue too long. Uh, the, the East Coast people will, will find so many fucking pros a lot funnier. And the West Coast people, I've actually known, noticed that the humor out here is so much different. Huh. And, uh, like, you, you, your humor, actually, Aaron, is very similar to mine anyway. And although you're from the South, your humor, I, I suppose, would be more universal, I guess. But uh, a lot of my uh, sarcasm and stuff here, it, it's not picked up. And uh, I think that I, I say things that are, that are meant as jokes to people, and they don't really pick it up. Uh, and I even can see that, like, things that I think are funny. Uh, uh, people out here don't necessarily think are funny, and the things that people out here think are funny, I think are stupid. Um, and I, I've even seen it with my own girlfriend. And uh, I want to I want to throw this out here because I don't know if a lot of people have seen this guy, but this guy has gotten so popular that he's got uh, uh, you know big big companies advertising on on his YouTube videos now. Dom Mazzetti, you've seen Dom Mazzetti, right? I've yeah, shown you some Dom Mazzetti. Funny, videos. yeah, funny, yeah. I, I think Dom Mazzetti is hysterical. Uh, now his humor, the things that he's like really really poking on. It's it's the Northeast based stuff, uh, and I think people from the Northeast, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Mass, will really really find him funny. Uh, and I I laugh my ass off at his videos. I, I showed a couple videos to, to Amber, and, and she like really wasn't laughing at all. Uh, and I, I don't think that she was like understanding like a lot of the actual. Like, she probably doesn't things. know. She probably doesn't know people who are like who like talk like that or like that are like exactly exactly. She doesn't see how it's, accurate uh, his. Uh... His like because we know that Don Mazzetti is not really like this is not really him. This is just a yeah. satire on this type of person or character from Jersey, like so many fucking well, pros. And so if you well, don't know anybody trying, like that, uh, yeah. exactly. I was trying to explain to her like how well he does it and how he's like not like that. He's like a smart guy, right? But how well he's portraying this character is like to a T, perfect. Well, I don't know. Maybe when she goes visit. Maybe at the Arnold, you'll introduce her to some real Don Mazzetti's. 
Okay, are we uh, so are we going to a commercial break now? Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, OrbitNutrition.com. That is the owner we discussed. Muscle Mitch is the owner. And uh, people should check out uh, OrbitNutrition.com. They can use our coupon code, IER5, for 5% off. They already have such cheap prices. 5% every little bit counts, right? So if you want the best prices on the net for supplements, you need to check out OrbitNutrition.com. And, of course, Iron Mag Labs. My sponsor, PJ's sponsor, the uh, title sponsor of the show, some very great people over there, Rob and Gina DiMaggio. So now we will go to our commercial break, and uh, right after that, you'll hear PJ's first song. So, PJ, you should get on thinking about what these songs are going to be so you don't keep me waiting like you usually do, okay? Yes, yes. Here it comes. Commercial break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements.
Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio. And that was PJ's song in the commercial break. Right now, we're having on with us our guest for our conversation this week. We're having back Big Ron Partlow. Big Ron, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on again, Aaron. Hello, PJ. What's going on? Good to have you. Good to have you. One of our favorite guests ever. Uh, Big Ron, is um, he's one of the rare people, PJ, that uh, there's a lot of people in our industry, big this, big that, but Big Ron really is big. That's what I've been told. (laughs) <laughs> That's what he had told. <laughs> PJ, tell us, the, tell yeah. everybody the story about how when you first met Ron. I think it's pretty hilarious. Oh, this is this is this is a really funny story. Um, back at North Americans, I'm not sure what year it was. Whether it was 2008 or so, maybe some probably somewhere around the earliest 2007, I guess, because that was my first North Americans. But it was probably maybe I think maybe 2008 two, or two, nine. Two, 2009. Um, it was 2009. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it was 2009, yeah. and I think I was standing over by the uh, species booth. Yeah. And um, my buddy my buddy Chris LeCompte, uh was standing next to me, which is a good person to witness because, uh, uh, you know, he picked up on uh, the humor in it. But um, you, uh, you were coming by um, with your girl. My parents were actually there, too. And, um, and uh, you, you uh, came over and you said hello to me, and... Uh, because I, I knew who you were, because you're you you're, you're already famous at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what what you said was um, you introduced me to your girl, and you said, "Honey, I'd like you to meet somebody. I'd like you to meet PJ Braun. He's a young, charismatic bodybuilder from the United States, and I like him very much." <laughs> and uh, it was hilarious. And uh, uh, when you walked away, my parents uh, were like, "That guy's a monster," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, he's pretty big." But what was kind of funny is my buddy didn't say anything at the time. Um, but but uh, whenever he uh, would like text me if I hadn't talked to him for a while, he would text me and say, "Just checking in to see how the young charismatic bodybuilder from the United States is doing these days." Uh, he picked up on you saying that, and uh, it's like been an ongoing thing that he's uh, he's kept in for a couple years now. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I remember. I remember meeting you. I remember doing that. I was like, "Oh, it's PJ Braun. I've never met him." So yeah, that was funny. Bye. Got to be yeah, the uh, ambassador great. from Canada, you know, doing my yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're you're a very friendly. Well, actually, Ron, let's this. We'll get right to the topic. The topic at hand is that uh, breakups. And I guess we could talk about not just breakups on Facebook, but deciding, making that decision to become in a relationship with somebody on Facebook. And I know that you recently, that that young lady, that your girlfriend that you introduced PJ to, after six years, you guys are no longer together anymore, right? Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a it's a we had six year relationship. It's uh, done now, which is you know sad for a lot of reasons, but that's how life goes. But, uh, you know, we got together in 2006 before we were even on Facebook. So when we finally started Facebook accounts, it was just an automatic. We'd already been together a year, right? So it, automatically we just put, you know, in a relationship up. So this is my first experience, 2012. This is the first time that I've been single on Facebook. And this was the first Facebook status change I've had to make and it's kind of funny because you just don't think about it you know and then when you go to do it you're like oh how am I going to do this what am I going to do what's the etiquette here you know thinking about all that stuff right sure PJ did you um did you you've broken up on Facebook before haven't you well what's interesting is uh I when I first got uh serious with my ex was 
I believe, 2005. And the uh, same thing, Facebook wasn't really around yet. And uh, actually, Facebook caused us a lot of problems in our relationship. <laughs> but um, I, uh, I never had my um, relationship status. When I, I, my relationship was always set to private. Um, and so when we broke up, nobody really knew. Uh, I never went and made it single, like out of respect for her. I didn't want to like rub it in her face, like boom, I'm single now after hmm. some time, all this time. Right. Um, but uh, you know, after time, people kind of figure it out. Ron, did you um, did you put it in her face, or what was the uh, strategy here when you? Uh, no. How did you do yeah. it? Yeah, I could see why some people might want to if it was like a you know a, a hateful breakup or something. But no, I wanted to. Um, you know, that was the last thing I wanted to do. Plus you just, just, you know, all the hassle, you get all the emails, what happened? And, you know, everyone writing on your wall and all that bullshit. Yeah. So, so I did the same thing PJ did it. You know, you turn your status so only you can see it and then you change it. So it doesn't go out on the feed and then it just vanishes from your wall. So right now I don't have any status at all on my wall. So just this is where I'm from. This is really good advice, you know. And when Ron told me this earlier, PJ, I never even. I guess it, logically it makes sense, and like I, I guess you could figure this out without somebody telling you. But I never really thought about it. I guess this is like Ron actually used. This is the classy way to do it. You can instead of breaking up with them and saying I'm single now, you can make your relationship private, like you had the whole time, PJ, and then break up. Yep. So that way nobody ever sees it, and the announcement doesn't go out in the feed. That way, there's yeah, no drama it causes a lot less grief, and then you know you don't get a bunch of emails, and and then you know as uh, PJ used the term Facebook sluts. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and and then plus then she doesn't get a bunch of emails from nosy people, right? Oh my god, I saw Ron Ron single with blah, 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 you know all that sort of crap. So yeah, all the uh, all your fake Facebook friends, you know. Yeah, all and 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 you see those people that their status changes all the time. Like every time they go on a on the third date with somebody, they change their status to in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just a, a huge red flag to stay away from those people. <laughs> I, I I always I always think it's funny when people are really really like overly public with their love on Facebook, especially when their relationship is new, and they're like, "I love my boyfriend so much. I'm so blessed to have my boyfriend." Like every other day, it's something, and here's a song from my boyfriend who I love so much. And then like three weeks later, it's like relationship status changed to complicated. It'll be like it'll, it'll, be, it'll be PJ. It'll be like you'll get him a status. It'll be like. Like, don't trust everybody. You need to be careful who you trust. And, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, yeah. and when, when, it changes, when it changes to complicated, you know, that he fucked somebody, you know, <laughs> something happened. She got too drunk and made out with a bartender. Now it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That means well, it's complicated. It means you're on the way out. Comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, or they're that's on the verge. <laughs> Sorry, PJ. Com- complicated. Complicated means you're sending out like like reservations, and it's time to RSVP as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> right. It means the line starts now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Ron, have you? Um, I mean, I, I know you. I know since it's it's covered up in private, but have you received those? Um, I know that um, myself on Facebook. When I went to uh, being single, you know what? I did break up. I think me and Amy broke up, and it was on uh, officially on Facebook. I, I, I guess it didn't mean very much at the time, but um, I remember getting a lot of emails from girls that were like that I hadn't heard from in a long time. They're like, "How's it going? Uh, how's yeah, everything going?" Just like that's ex- that's exactly what happens, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. 
it's and those are the ones that you can tell they they in order to notice they have stalked your profile because like and it's very subtle like you know you have to look you know how it says hometown birth date and relationship that mine's just vanished so someone would have to notice that it was missing and put two and two together and and then send an email so yeah i mean you, you you get a few messages like hey it's been a while haven't talked in ages. What's new? You know, like that sort of stuff. <laughs> and you just kind of go, oh, shit, here we go. But, uh, you know, that's how it works. Okay, let's let's switch this up a little bit. How about deciding, and I know PJ recently, both me and PJ recently decided to, I mean, it's not recently. I guess it's been like, what, eight months or something. But when you decided, PJ, to actually be in a relationship and put on there with Amber, that you were officially in a relationship, did it cause you any anxiety or did you, or you, was it a serious decision for you? No. Um, I remember, uh, you know, I, we were already serious. I mean, we were saying, I love you to each other and stuff, but you were like, you know, in this day and age, PJ, it's really not official until you guys change your statuses on Facebook. Right. Right. I was the um, one, I was the one who made you that made it happen. So I uh, I was I started thinking about it like yeah I I've actually never had a public relationship status on Facebook so I knew that not only was I going to break the hearts of of thousands and thousands of gay guys but probably probably a couple of, of decent girls too maybe maybe a handful so I uh, I called up Amber and you know it's kind of like for a guy. It's kind of like a, a, a lame thing to ask, you know? So <laughs> I was just like, hey, babe, so if you're not busy later, you know, if, I was wondering if you could do me a favor, you know, it would mean a lot to me at this point in our relationship, uh, if you could just uh, change your relationship status on Facebook. And she laughed, and she was like, if that's a big deal to you, then yes, I will do that as soon as I get home. And she was like, you know, out on the road. Like, she wasn't going to be home for hours. And I, I remember Aaron was, like, busting my ball. She was like, Dude, you changed your relationship status, but she hasn't confirmed it yet. That's a really bad sign. And I was like, she's not. I was like, she's not even home. And, and, but by uh, the end, you start getting anxious. I, I got PJ anxious by the end. He's like, he's like, Amber, uh, why, why haven't you done it yet? Uh, just like, no, I'm, like, I'm waiting here. Oh, I got stuff piling up. I've just been busy. I uh, just had a lot of a lot of phone calls I got to make today. Uh, you know. <laughs> I guess I should be asking Amber if she was nervous to, to make the uh, Facebook static change official. Well, it's kind of funny because our, our relationship has, like, obviously, like, excelled from a long-distance relationship to a real relationship. So I'm sorry, but long-distance relationships are not real. And that's what that's the stage that we were in. We, we were in a long-distance relationship. So, yeah, for a week of a month, we were in love and in a relationship. You know what I mean? Those other three weeks, it's like you just miss each other and, and it it's not real, you know what I mean? So, like, once we got, like, out here together, serious things, you know, changed and, and progressed in a lot different way. But in the beginning, this is what's interesting, some of her stupid whore industry friends, um, <laughs> which, is pretty much, which is pretty much all of her friends, uh, were like, you, you, you should keep your relationship status private because, you know, it's going to hurt you for making money because you can make more money as a single girl than you can in a relationship. And and I was like, whoever is telling you that is the dumbest, stupidest whore. (laughs) And if if you have friends like that, and I I actually don't even want to be in a relationship with you. And she's like, I don't think like that. I'm just telling you what they were saying. 
And I was like, dude, that's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. Like, I wouldn't even want to associate myself with a girl like that. Um, I can't even imagine saying that to a girl. Like, look, babe, I love you and all, but it's just not good for business for me to have people know that you're my girlfriend. It sounds like something that, like, an 80s rock star would say to a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what like, I mean? I've got this, you know, my publicist is telling me that, you know, maybe <laughs> we should kind of cool it on this public stuff. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's funny because most of the people in California that are, like, in this industry actually think that they're 80s rock stars. That's the funny thing. So it, it, totally, makes, it totally makes sense. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> How about you, Ron? Will you will it take like a lot of thought and like, um, I mean, w- w- to change yeah. your status again? Yeah, because I like you know, uh, I, I have a very high standard now. Like, I mean, that was a very serious long term relationship with someone I you know really love, right? So, um, you know, I'm not going to go changing it for some chick I've been dating for four months. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it's not going to get changed unless, you know, something really major happens. And so I, you know, cause I, I don't, I'm the same as you, those people that change it all the time annoy me. So I'm just, you know, I'm just going to leave mine. And, and, uh, it, 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 uh, it, it means more because I have a, like my first experience was such a big deal. Right. So it's not like I can just change it all the time, you know, that it, it would have to be uh, a major relationship. You know, I'd have to be quite a ways into it before the Facebook status got changed. <laughs> how long, Ron, how long have you been single now? Uh, two weeks, something oh, like that. You're brand new. Yeah, brand, brand new. new. Yeah, brand new. I'm a puppy. <laughs> yeah. well, you're, in like, you're in like the experimental, a.k.a. bad decision stage, as I like to call it. <laughs> PJ well, was there for years. <laughs> yeah, PJ spent a day in the bad decision stage. Well, I, I worked in the bar for 16 years, so I got plenty of bad decisions under my belt. So no hurry to go out and prove any point or anything like that. So, but they, yeah, I've been real busy, so it helps too, you know. Uh, yeah, being busy helps a lot. PJ, Ron is going to be uh, this year again covering the Toronto Pro for RX Muscle, and I told him this year he needs to use that press pass. And that uh, new authority and the new singleness together to uh, land him some some uh, young ladies. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, girls in Canada that are ripe for the picking yeah. as soon as they see that press that press pass. Yep. Plus, uh, up here in Canada, I'm like David Letterman, <laughs> very, very famous, very well known. <laughs> I would love to have come to the Toronto Pro. Unfortunately, they don't let my kind in there. If you have a felony offense, you're not allowed. Even though my, even though Ron, I was arrested 13 years ago. They don't care. I can't get in. I thought they weren't letting you in because you're from New Orleans. Yeah, because I'm Jewish. They don't let me in. Oh, you got many reasons. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to. I want to go to the Toronto Pro. You should talk to Dave. He might send you to work with Ron. Maybe he'll send me there. Probably not, but we could try. He's gonna send uh, Darielle to work with Ron. He's gonna be. Uh, she's gonna be helping them. So uh, maybe it could be you, Ron, and Darielle. That would be interesting. Is he really sending Darielle to Toronto? Yeah, because she does now. She's doing all the tagging and a bunch of other behind-the-scenes computer stuff. I'm teaching her. So oh, sure. That was a lot. That was a shitload of work last time. Yeah, if he sends somebody that can do some of the tech stuff. Yeah, that's what Darielle will do. <laughs> that's what Darielle will do. She'll hold the camera. I can interview people all day long, but all that, all that, the, the, the five hours of uploading afterwards where I didn't get any sleep, that was the worst part. Yeah, people don't realize, Ron now knows what, Holy what shit. I have to do. When I, when I cover a show by myself, I'll have to, I have to, not only do I have to find somebody to hold the camera 
and do the interviews and make sure you get everything and do the play-by-play. You have to go and edit the video and upload it. That takes forever. That's, you were just, you were just uploading. That is, that's the most tedious part. I'm yeah. glad I don't have to do that. Yeah, the um, and Ron didn't even have to edit the videos. He just uploaded them, right? Yeah, I sent them all to Dave, but they took you know they took half hour each to upload. It was really slow. I had a real slow connection. Yeah, they're usually that's about right. That so, Dariel would be doing that stuff for you. Uh, so that would definitely make the process smoother. Sweet. Tell her to, <laughs> tell her to bring a friend. <laughs> you better take care of my my pregnant girlfriend, Ron. Yeah, well, that, that won't, it won't be hard. It won't yeah. be hard to keep my hands off her. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Constant, <laughs> that's constant, good. constant reminder of you. <laughs> that's that's good. Thank God she's pregnant or else Ron would have taken her. <laughs> Aaron told me to take extra special care of you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, would never, I would never say that with you, PJ, just with, uh, with Ron. How come everyone trusts oh. me? You're very trustworthy, Ron. Am I? You're saying I'm, you're saying I'm not trustworthy? No, of course you are. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, let, oh, let's go to the next question, PJ. Before um, I want to I want to ask this with Ron because I think Ron, since his years in the bar and stuff, I would imagine he would have experience with hairy vaginas. Oh goodness! So um, the question: What is this from Omar? Is this from Omar's question, PJ? Yes, I Omar. So. Yeah, Omar wanted to know if PJ and I and now Ron, if we prefer shaved. If uh, shaved, hairless, or um, uh, hairy pussy, and uh, do we have any experience with uh, going down on a very hairy vagina? And um, Ron, since you are a guest, why don't you go first? Well, who's the oldest one here? I'm 36. You are. You are. You are. Okay. So I actually have memories of the late 80s. Yeah, I don't have it. My my (laughs) 80s. My 80s. I was 10 years old. Yeah, me too. Right. Okay. Well. yeah, pre- definitely prefer uh, shaved or, you know, landing strip style, uh, you know, very well-groomed. has to be like a – at the most has to be like a golf green. Right. At the most. Uh, best case, like a paved driveway. <laughs> a paved driveway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I got a story. I, I, I was working at a bar in Australia when I was 19 and this uh, really cute surfer girl came in, and she kept hanging around the front door. And uh, the one doorman that was a lot older and wiser than me, because I was only 19, right? He goes, dude, you going to fuck this chick or what? <laughs> and I'm like, this chick? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, she's really hot. And he goes, well, what do you think she's fucking standing here for? And I was like, oh, okay. So I started talking to her more. You know, you're young. It takes a lot of clue in, right? Start chatting with her, and and uh, she's, and this is right on the Gold Coast in Australia. So she's got the surfer look, the you know the sun bleached hair, the tan, and she's wearing like some surfer gear. And uh, I'm talking to her, and she's a hardcore surfer. That's all she does. So I'm like, oh, okay. So she's like, why don't we hang out after? And I'm like, that's cool. So we go back to her place, and I'm all excited, right? And she's really good looking, and you know, beach body and the whole bit. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a good score. And uh, then I, you know, got down to business and I was like, oh, my goodness, there was no effort at all in that area to even begin to trim. Oh. It was a shocker. It was a shocker. It was, was like, she, was she uh, was she fair hair, like fair skin hair or was she darker? Uh, I was. Yeah, it was, you know, brown, medium brown. Like her but bikini yeah, was, line, her bikini line and everything was all hairy or just the, the, the pussy itself. Yeah, well, there was no trimming going on. Her legs were shaved. Wow. 
It was it's almost really like a statement. It's got to be like a statement then. Yeah, that, well, I actually left thinking that chick's got like a feminist streak in her or something. There's yeah. some sort of point being made there. Yeah. And you you went through with it, of course, right? I know there's no. Fuck, I mean, I don't want to tell her friends I'm a loser. Yeah, I was gonna say if you left, I'd have to think you're gay. But that was, <laughs> yeah, I have I have I have a similar story. Oh, right. come on, I've, I've 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 gritted my teeth through many worse situations. Oh, that. PJ's got a really bad yeah. one, but we're, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about that later, PJ. But PJ's got one story that if you hear it, it will it will literally you'll you'll almost vomit from it, but. <laughs> it's, let's go here. Let's hear, hear one of his stories, anyway. Yeah, go ahead with your, your hairy pussy story, PJ. Um, so I had this uh, Brazilian girl who I'd been uh, Facebook slutting with for a little while, and um, she was a, a bartender at one of the bars by me, and she was like really, really, really hot. And um, just to just to set the set the, the, the stage a little bit, she she had she was dark. She had jet black hair. Okay. Very, very ethnic, dark black hair. So uh, one night when she had got out of work, she was texting me. And I was like, just come over. You know, let's just hang out finally, right? So um, I think we were both uh, drunk. And um, and uh, as we were, like, getting into it, um, in her Brazilian accent, she had started saying something about how uh, she was going to have, like, electrolysis done. And uh, so she she couldn't trim her hair for whatever reason. I, I wasn't really like listening. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember. I, I remember up. the story now. Okay, yeah. I, I was kind of caught up in the moment. I really wanted to hook up with this shit for a while. And she had like real big, fake boobs, sick body, you know. And I and I, I take off her underwear, and it's like thick black, like Brillo, like like Brillo pads, uh, all the way like into her asshole. Uh, and like even her, even her legs were like hairy. Oh I guess I, I didn't I didn't process it until like the next day. I was actually kind of like throwing up a little bit in my mouth at how thickly hairy it was, and I I didn't even know it was like really hard for me to like even perform. And it wasn't it wasn't my best performance. I kind of just like did it and got it over with. And I, I never really wanted to like hang out there again uh, after that. It was black hair and, into her asshole. Oh, that's yeah, terrible. Yeah, like, 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 you know, like, like when I say, like, those ethnic girls that have, like, that thick, black, coarse hair. Oh. Um, well, you know, plus the, like color, a, um, the color of it makes it more visible. Of course. Yeah, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a Cat Ramirez type, Aaron? You know, oh, with, like, like that thick. Yeah, Colombian almost. You know? I mean, um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dark. Yeah, I got it. Ugh. Um. It, it I guess the part that gets to me, the, the part that gets to me is that it, it's not the, 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 the main, like, pubic area puff. It's that it goes into the legs and asshole region that bothers me. Like that. Yeah, uh, that creeps me out. Like creeps me out because I was like, I was like, all right, I'll flip her over and I won't have to deal with it anymore. But I, I, I couldn't you escape can still it. Still see you it. Know really, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you gotta, really, you gotta keep the yard clean if you want someone to play in it. Yes. Absolutely. She, she, she even had. This is what really creeps me out. She even had like the happy trail from her belly button down. Oh, fuck. that was even that was even thick. So that really, really freaked me out. She probably had a very high testosterone. Well, um, she was afterwards explaining, like, like, I think she was embarrassed, like, saying, you know, like, I had to let it grow so I could do, like, the electrolysis procedure or whatever. She <laughs> must have really, she must have ever been really drunk or really wanted to fuck you to, to do that, because I don't, most girls will not let you, I mean, I... Yeah, I think she, she, she wanted me for a long time, uh, and she was also drunk. So. I've had a lot of girls that, that, not a lot of girls, but I've had a few girls that have went to the bathroom to get to clean themselves up beforehand because they would be embarrassed to been like not totally prepared. 
Remind me to make uh, Amber fast forward to this part, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. I'll definitely remind you. He got in trouble for that last time, Ron, so don't worry. I'll, I'll remember. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, he got in trouble. She didn't she 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 like the two girls in one day in Texas story. That, that, that story didn't go over too well. Yeah. Oh, but one. those stories, PJ, those are what make you who you are. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she was like, as long as you got it all out of your system, she was like, she was like, how would you like it if I have stories like that? And I was like, well, babe, if you had stories like that, you wouldn't even be my girlfriend anymore. So it's not the best with me. Whenever, whenever a girl says that to me, how would you like it if I had stories like that? I'd go, hey, there's no, there's no uh, replacement for experience and enthusiasm. <laughs> um, I got, I don't, you know what? I really don't have any good stories like you guys. I mean, I've had some that were like hairy-ish, but compared to these two. I don't think um, I don't think I've got anything to uh, compare to. Yeah, yeah. The the one that I had was like so thick that I had to like kind of dig, dig around to find things. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no I would. I prefer, uh, I prefer nothing. I yeah. like it completely bald. Nothing. I'm nothing. I just, nothing. What I had to do is I had to put myself back into like like warrior mentality, like as if it was two thousand years ago and no one was shaved and I was conquering a city. <laughs> it's, it's like just you know it's fucking just like a, a big heavy set of squats you just get in the right mindset you know i could see ron i could actually see you i could put you in that time period and see you like raping and pillaging i could definitely i could believe yeah. it just and then i'd be pondering like the lost cities of the lost city of Venge. yeah <laughs> um well guys uh that is it uh ron thank you very much for coming on the show you're always a pleasure and uh, you added tremendously to our conversation uh, this week. I'm glad the intellectual depth was increased. Yes. My presence. <laughs> I feel smarter just for talking to you, Ron. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, without I, a doubt. I, uh, I, I look forward to hearing more PJ stories in the future. Oh, you definitely will. You definitely will. He's got some stories. I wanna, I'm going to try to have him tell the one horrific um, the uh, horrific sex story at some point. Maybe not this episode because we'll have to have Amber forward too, through too much. But maybe next time. Yeah. Maybe you guys can have a no girlfriends are allowed to listen episode. Yeah, that that doesn't work with mine. So I don't know. I don't. Maybe Amber Amber might he might be able to get away with that. Just tell her listen to some Joe Rogan because she loves Joe Rogan. Right, right, right. Yeah, so Joe Rogan's so much funnier than we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys Ron. Just, yeah, you, you bet. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Ron. Talk to Thanks, you soon, brother. You bet. See ya. Well, PJ, Ron Partlow is uh, always a very good guest. He's a very funny guy. And like we said in the beginning, a very huge man. Very huge. Very huge, very white. I have to say, he is one of the largest, extremely white men I know. He's a, a giant white guy. He, now, he could really benefit from uh, Melanotan, too. You know, that's the thing that um, you don't really take it yet. I need to get you on this stuff so you don't have to go tan as much as you do. But for me, uh, like, yeah, I, I, I need to get on it. I need to watch it. It'd be, it'd be healthier for you, I think. I mean, I take it. Yeah, yeah. You have to try it too. It's great. I mean, I take it. I'm not kidding now. I'm not, people, I'm not exaggerating. I take this thing, this stuff. I take half a milligram. I inject it. It's subcutaneous. You do it just like, um, just like anything else, um, like a growth hormone or anything. Subcutaneous in the fat. And I will do it once every 10 days, and I'll go tan in the tanning bed for 10 minutes. So I don't buy, like, a monthly membership. I just buy, like, I think I have 10 tans. It was, like, $100 for 10 tans, and that'll last me for, like, forever, 100 days. Um, and so um, I go and I do this, and I stay. You'll see, I mean, in the videos, you see that I, I have 
color. You know, I'm a normally, I'm almost as white as Ron is normally. And I am uh, not quite as dark as you, but I'm darker than Darielle. And Darielle is naturally olive skin and, and tan, just like with no tanning. So, um, and this is, this is about as dark as I would ever want to be. I have no interest in being like, uh, really dark complected. This is good to ha- just have color is good. And it requires nothing for me. One, I mean, the, the stuff is very cheap. We're trying to get on, sign on a, um, a peptide shop. So I don't want to advertise or tell you where to get it at this point, because I think in the very near future, we'll have a uh, peptide shop on, but you need to get on this stuff, PJ. It's a, it's a miracle stuff. Yeah. I think I'm going to order some when we, when we get done, actually, I, I want to try it. Amber, she's the same thing. She wants to try it too. So. Now the, just the key, to, I don't want to, I don't wanna go too far into this, but the key is to take it every day or every other day till you reach the color that you want. So it takes some time to build up in the system. So like at first, what I would do is I would do half a milligram every other day and go to the tanning bed every other day till you reach the color that you desire. And then at that point, you can start going once a week or once every 10 days or something to maintain it. And even like at the end of 10 days, I'll stop, I'll look a little bit, you know, you can tell that the color is going away. And then as soon as I tan, I'll be like tanner than ever. And then it'll take a little while for it to go away to the point where I'd go again. So it's like a little bit of a... how often do you have to inject it after the, you know, after you reach your base? One every, once every 10 days. Okay. Yeah. But like, like it'll be interesting for you because you want to be very careful that you don't overdo it because you can get to look, um, you know, author L Ray, like how he looks like purple and stuff. Yeah. Because you will continue getting darker. I mean, you'll, you can take this stuff and overuse it and look, I mean, Dave did on accident where he was looking literally like almost getting to the point of like a, a fair skinned black man, you know? Yeah. I remember, I remember that. My, my mom saw a picture of Lewis, the big sexy on Facebook. And she is like, who's your black friend, Lewis? And I was like, what do you mean, mom? She's like, you're black friend, Lewis. It's like, I don't have a black friend, Lewis. And she's like, yeah, you do. They go with the dreadlocks. I was like, mom, he's white. He's got blue eyes. She's like, no, he's black. I was like, no, I swear he's white. She's like, no, that he's definitely black. And I was like, no, he is. I promise you he's white. She's like, okay. It's because he overdid that. He's been overdoing that, the melanotan. Well, plus the dreadlocks. Yeah, well, the dreadlocks definitely helps. But, yeah. Um, she he thought he was black. Like I, have dreadlocks. I don't think Lewis is overdoing it anymore. But towards when he was competing, you know, he was really like, you don't need to do it a few times a week. You'll get way too dark. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember him when he was uh, possibly uh, looking like a black guy. I do. I, I guess it didn't- I do because you get you get certain spots that become too dark, like around the eyes, or like sometimes the knuckles and the elbows and stuff. It, those yeah, places, yeah, you don't weird. want that. You don't want that. Uh, let's go to some more questions. Out of curiosity, does it make your, your wiener? Yes, tan it can also? make your yeah, it can make your wiener too tan if you overdo it. Really? Yeah, you can make your wiener darker than the rest of you. You got to be careful of that. Uh, interesting. Yeah, um, you could PJ. You could be a white guy with a black wiener. It's been your dream, isn't it? That'd be good. That's, that's been my dream all along. Yeah, uh, you never know. You can make that. Instead, I'm a, a white guy with a black booty. I got screwed. I got it in the back instead of the front. Yeah, yeah. Um, you would think that the, with how much ass you got when you would when you would get in shape, you'd be strided like crazy. But I guess it doesn't work out that way, huh? <laughs> uh, let's ask. Let's ask some more questions. We'll do a few more questions here. Asad Malik wants to know how to cook a good steak. I have my method, but I know you cook a lot more steak than me. What is your method to cook a good steak that tastes good? Oh, personally, I like to grill. Um, grilling is my uh, my preferred method. Uh, you can broil a steak. You can uh, cook a steak in numerous different ways, but I, I like to grill my steaks. Now, what you got to do 
Um, you don't need to over-season a steak, but there's a couple of seasons that uh, I find uh, do really, really well with a steak. A little trick uh, to really, really make your steak good, if you, if you rub some olive oil across the top of both sides, you can sear it in a pan real quick. It'll, it'll sear in the juices. Uh, you just do it real quick on each side and then take it. What I like to use is I like to use garlic powder, and I, I like to use some sort of Cajun seasonings. There's this uh, Tony uh, Chattery's. Tony uh, Chattery's Cajun. from New Orleans. Yeah, that, that's my actual favorite seasoning for steak because I like uh, Cajun-style seasoning. If you don't like Cajun, then you wouldn't potentially like that. Uh, but I, I also find garlic does, does great with steak. Um, but the little trick with the olive oil searing it uh, really, really, really works good. And then you just go on the grill, and most steaks taste better. Uh, you don't have to go bloody rare like I do, but if you keep a medium rare and, and, and juicier, you'll have a lot more flavor. I, I don't understand people that like their steaks well done. You lose all the flavor when you do that. Like, depending on the thickness of the steak, will really tell how long uh, you need to, to grill it for. Um, once the grill is heated properly, uh, you know, say you got like an inch thick steak or so, they usually go like five, six minutes on one side, toss it over and just do a few more minutes on the other side because I like my steaks really rare. Um, but you don't want to cook it over super, super high heat because what's going to happen is it's going to burn the outside and the middle still going to be raw. Um, if you're going to cook it inside in, in a broil pan, um, do the same thing uh, by putting the oil across it and the seasoning. Um, but what you can do is actually put tin foil around it, especially if you're going to keep something like really, really juicy, like a New York strip or something. If you wrap it in tin foil like that, it'll kind of like almost like steam it and it'll lock in all the moisture and keep it super, super juicy. That's how like if you want just like a big steak, uh, you know, nice and juicy in the middle, that's the way to do it. Um, I'm going to give a, a, a little fancier one. I don't do this too often. On an interesting side note, PJ, um, Darielle, actually, since she's pregnant, she likes, um, she cannot eat steaks unless they're well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, pregnant women can't eat, uh, like a raw steak, and that's what she likes. She likes hers very rare, like you. Yes. All right, so I'm going to give you well, the. I would, I, Go ahead. I would, if I were her, I would not even eat a well done steak. Then I'd drink to it. I'll eat them again when the baby comes out. Yeah, I think that's basically her, uh, her new thing. Because we went to a fancy dinner at this place, Burns, which is like the fanciest steak restaurant in Florida. And she had to get mm-hmm. it well done, and she didn't enjoy it at all. No, it's all good. Um, Fifty dollars for a well done steak, you know, you don't want that. Um, anyway, my steak method. Okay, I'm going to give you a little fancier one. This is something I don't do very often, but it is an excellent way to make a good steak. First of all, I don't like to chew steak if I'm dieting. I don't want to chew it as much. You know, if you do a lot of red meat or even a lot of chicken, there's a lot of chewing, and I'm not a big fan of chewy, chewy anything. Mm-hmm. So I get the steak. At Publix, what they do is they will actually do a sirloin steak and they'll shave it for you. So they'll actually use the machine that they do for the deli meat and they'll shave the steak into thin slices, yeah, um, which is great. And so what I'll do is I'll get a, um, like I'll get a, let's say I, when I'm dieting, I'll do eight ounces or 10 ounces. So let's say you do 10 ounces of, of uh, lean grilled sirloin, I mean a lean sirloin and they'll shave it for me, thinly shaved. Now, I'll take that home, and you take that and put it into a Ziploc bag and fill the Ziploc bag with, I like the Kraft Zesty Fat-Free Italian. It has only five calories per three tablespoons. So you can mm-hmm. fill up the whole bag with it. You put in some salt and pepper, and you leave it in there in the refrigerator all night. The next day, you'll have marinated it. You take it out, and you grill it on a pan. I'll put a little bit of oil in there, maybe a little mm-hmm. macadamia nut oil, and I will cook that steak on the pan Till it's because it's so thin, it's going to be kind of well done, but it's very, it's still tender uh, because it's so thin and it's extremely easy to eat. That's my steak. 
What do you think? Yeah, I saw I saw your video for that, yeah. and uh, I'll have to give that a try. You'll like I'm it. It's a, I mean, I'm sure I'll like it. I mean, I I like everything. Um, I really I really like to grill, you know. So I usually grill my steaks. But I'm sure I would like that. All right, Keith Allen wants to know: Do you think using synthol is cheating in a pro competition? Um, I mean, so many guys are doing it, but I really wouldn't say it's cheating if everybody else is doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I suppose the answer to that would be no. Um, but if you abuse it, you are going to be uh, punished for it. So you can always tell when somebody's abusing it, and uh, they very seldom place well. Synthol is a funny thing. It can, if you use it correctly and you do it right, it can it can enhance a muscle or enhance a physique. If it's done wrong. Or even sometimes guys do it accidentally wrong. They're not trying to abuse it. It just gets done a little bit wrong, and then you end up with uh, swelling that looks unnatural. Or uh, people have, you know, it can fuck up your physique. And I'm not even talking about abuse. If you abuse it, it's going to fuck up your physique no matter what. But just doing yeah. it wrong, you know, there's guys that have done it just accidentally, done it incorrectly, or done a bad shot. If you do that close to a show, it can throw off your whole look. Is it cheating? No, I don't. I don't think there's such thing as uh, cheating in a pro contest. Everybody's doing whatever they can do to win, you know. Exactly. So, so no, I don't think it's cheating at all. PJ Patrick Barnes wants to know how do you tell your girl how to give a good blowjob or a hand job? What's your advice on getting your their or uh, I guess in this case Patrick Barnes' girlfriend to give a good uh, blowjob or hand job? Well, well, we all uh, have different tastes and different likes. You know, some guys like the rougher, some guys like the softer, or sloppier, or whatever. So, what you're going to have to do, uh, the key is is positive reinforcement. You know, you don't ever tell them like, "Hey, you're doing a bad job." Hmm. You know, you, you sim- simply, in a nice voice, just tell them what you like. And uh, we've we've all been there before, and like, you know, had girls like, you know, kind of like grab you like by like the base of your shaft, which doesn't really do anything for you, and. You know, you kind of say, like, no, I, I like it here. Like, if you do it here, it feels better for me. And just, you know, just, just kind of nicely coaching through it. And as long as you're positive and tell them how good they're doing, like, you know, even if they're not, at first they're like, oh, it's so much better. You're doing so good. You're doing so good. And, and you know, you know, build their confidence. Then they'll, they'll feel more confident in themselves doing it. You know, you don't ever want to be like, oh, you're not doing a good job because that will always be in their head and always think they're doing a bad job. And you're screwing yourself over in the end if you do that. Right. I got to say that I'm not a fan of the hand job at all. Like I would, I can do a much better job on myself than any girl can. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in a hand job. I don't, uh, I will, I would prefer not to receive one. Um, so I, I'm not going to give any advice on that. The blowjob thing. I think that you're right on target. I'm also really, believe it or not, PJ, I'm not that big a blowjob guy either because I have never come from a blowjob. Yeah. It takes a lot more work. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. And you know, so my advice is that it, it, for me, it's just like a, uh, it's like a, a prelude. It's a it's a foreplay, you know. Yeah, so of the, course. The best that's, that's is, do, the yeah. best is to do it as sexy as possible. Because if you do it sexy, then that is good to me. Because there's no such thing as doing it like good to make me come. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, that's my best suggestion. But I do agree with you. If you want to get her to do a certain this way or that way, make the suggestion and then be very positive. And then if they're not doing it right, still be positive, but make the suggestion. You know what I mean? Yeah, even that's the same thing with sex. If you want her to do something different, you don't say that's bad. You say, "Well, it would be even better if you do this." You know what I mean? Yeah, Mm -hmm. you just gotta be be sweet and and positive about it all the time. Make them feel confident, make them feel sexy and beautiful. You know? Right. Well, PJ, we got a bunch of other good questions, but we're running low on time. 
I know you're probably tired of being out by the pool. <laughs> You've been out there for a while now. And uh, we got other stuff we got to do for today. So that is the show for this week. Thank you guys for such good questions. I actually do like the questions. Jason Anderson asked a good question about my French Riviera spa story, which was really cool because I, I wrote the first part of it, and that's on RX Muscle, and it's just about my life. I, I, as a teenager, I, I started going to the gym when I was 13, and we had a very crazy cast of characters that went to the French Riviera Spa. And some of them are dead now. Some of them are killed. Uh, some of them you know, have done crazy things with their lives. So I would like to tell that story in the future, and you would find it interesting, PJ. So mm-hmm. these other questions we got, we got a bunch of good ones, topic suggestions. Just re-suggest them next week, and we'll have more time next week, um, and we'll do it then. But uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, if you want to reach PJ, PJ Braun Fitness has gotten extremely popular. PJ is blowing up business-wise. So if you want to get in now with PJ, this is a perfect time because I know, just for me and you talking, it's time to raise the prices again because you're just getting so busy. So check out, PJ, email him right now. This is a good opportunity to get on board right now. PJ Braun Fitness at Yahoo.com. Um, it's never going to get any cheaper than it is right now. Um if you want to follow PJ on Twitter, it's just at sign Braun, Braun Fitness. You can follow him on Twitter. For me, you can reach me at Jew Baca, Jew, B-A-C-C-A at rxmuscle.com. And you can follow me at Twitter. It's the at sign Aaron Singerman. Thank you guys very much for listening. Check out our Facebook page on Facebook, just Iron Empire Radio, and like our page. And that's it for today, PJ. Good show, good show. Yes, very good show. PJ, pick out that song for me. And let's get this uh, show up on RX Muscle so everybody can enjoy it. Without a doubt. Peace out. Dream.